Start in T minus ten seconds. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. We have ignition. Ahoy there, mateys! It's time to set sail on another episode of Unconstitutional Awakening, the podcast. I'm your host, Jim Bob Ovalshorts, and tonight we've got a special guest for you that goes by the name of Testamona. She is the host of the Great Silencing podcast. She's into all kinds of the same type of stuff we are when it comes to conspiracies and critical thinking and just how much of a clown world we live in today. Of course, she's another one of those fantabulous people I found over there on Instagram and what I'm calling my podcast family because there has just been so, so many podcasts that I've gotten linked up with and we're swapping ideas and taking turns being on each other's shows and so forth. And I think it's a great thing. It's a fantabulous way to build community and to uh, really get some of these conversations and ideas out there for others to hear and maybe you know start bringing some change to the world like we're intending on doing with everything here at unconstitutional awakening so you guys know we're always up to some good stuff and that we'll share you all the links for the things we talked about tonight and ways to get back to our fantabulous guest and you can find all of that at your absolute favorite website of all, which is home for everything Unconstitutional Awakening, which is unconstitutionalawakening.com. There's so much great stuff over there, you guys, and all the, the co-hosts and stuff are putting some stuff up in the podcast and more section. You can always get back over there into the host section and go follow, go find us on social media so you can check out the nonsense we got going on over there, like on Facebook at Captain Conspiracy and the Freedom Pirates. And of course, everywhere else under our names. And then there's some fantabulous links here to get back to Rumble, Odyssey, and BitChute. And I just want to say thank you, all you folks over there at those apps that are checking out episodes and stuff. We have passed 10,000 views on all three of those. So I appreciate you folks over there. And as far as all the folks out there in the listening world, y'all are doing some great things. And we're going strong and hard, man. I'm, I, it's ridiculous at how many people around the world are checking out this show to listen to this goofy, goofy conspiracy theorist and his pirate hat talk about some real world information. So I thank all of you out there listening, of course, too. You can always just check out right there on the website and check out the latest episode of the show while you're there. 
Check out great links to get back to the awesome Freedom Pirate merch store to get you some sweet UA merch like this shirt I have on here. <clears throat> there's shirts, hats, stickers. Oh, man, there's just endless stuff. Towels, bed sheets, I think, are even in there and stuff. Man, there's a whole bunch of wild stuff. Y'all go check it out, man. Get yourself something nice. It's Christmas time. You deserve it. And while you're also all over there at the website, you can check out our friends in Liberty, Kirk Elliott, Peachy Key Creations, Ammo Can Survival, and Brett Pike with ClassicalLearner.com and Homeschools Connected. <clears throat> Man, there's just someone, these folks are here offering great alternatives to the things that are out there in the corporate world that you can already get, but these are more local and real made and real people out here trying to make a real difference, which is something I'm totally for supporting. Of course, there's also going to be a link for Jason Kristoff's um, Saving Yourself from Self-Sabotage program that he's got going on. You guys sign up for that as quickly as you can because spots go quick. I'll make sure there's a link for all of those over there in the in the section of this episode, wherever you watch it, listen to it, wherever it may be. And it's also always over there at unconstitutionalawakening.com. So I know you guys are sick of listening to me ramble. So let's just jump into the best and see what we got going on tonight. Oh, so everybody, I'm glad you guys could join me tonight. You guys see I've got Bandit and Luis joining me with Testimona, who I was telling you was our guest this evening. Um, Ma'am, if you don't mind, could you tell us a little bit about your show and background about yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Well, first off, thank you guys so much for having me on. Uh, so my name is Tess. I go by Testimona because I am a singer and songwriter and rapper. And I also go by The Great Silencing. I have a podcast now called The Great Silencing with Testimona. Uh, the Great Silencing originally started as a blog and then Telegram group. Um, and I called it The Great Silencing for a number of reasons, but primarily censorship uh, and the censorship that I was dealing with for speaking out on, uh, you know, the things that, that you get yeeted for. So uh, and it started out as um, me actually submitting a piece of writing to uh, these people that were asking for fiction doomsday, fiction keyword. And I was like, well, I'm just going to write what I see and what I think and what's going on and a projection if it keeps going this way and disguise it as fiction to get it past the censors. So that's and I called it the great silencing. So that's actually how. And then I got an email two weeks later from that company. I did not win the writing contest. And they said, uh, people who are disguising conspiracy theories as fiction will be removed from the platform. <laughs> so I removed myself. Um, but that that's, that's stupid. Yeah, that it's a hundred percent. I'm just, but that's, you wow. know, whatever. So, so that happened. Um, yeah. Shout out to vocal. That was the company that did that. But, uh, yeah, so I am a musician that goes by the name of testimona. I also run a podcast called the great silencing with testimona. Um, I talk everything from conspiracy theories to spirituality, also, um, preparedness, uh, exiting the matrix, uh, community building. I have a lot on firearms <laughs> there for some reason that's become a big thing as well. Hey. Nothing um, at all. So yeah, it's. I mean, we cover a lot of a lot of stuff, um, and it, it gets intense. I just received my first removal of one of my episodes from YouTube. Um, if anybody is interested, uh, you can check out uh, Testimona on any platform, or if you want the podcast, The Great Silencing with Testimona. 
And I just started a rumble account called the great silence thing with testimonia nice. because YouTube is no longer going to be a place where I can do the podcast. I mean, music videos, we'll see, you know, if they still allow those I've had, I've actually had music videos removed as well, but, um, yeah, I might just keep that mostly music or just stuff that I know isn't going to get, you know, nuked immediately. Uh, no, understandable. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's not that I intentionally take precautions, I, I guess, I, in a sense that I do. Like, I'm, I can understand the, the, the aspect of your, you know, being banned and such and the great silencing idea. I'm, it, it's a running joke here about the fact that I'm on my 20 something Facebook account and, it, <laughs> and it's a personal vendetta now with me and Mark Zuckerberg. I want to make him say Jim Bob Oval shorts like publicly well, he's Facebook. So you're going to have to find him in Hawaii. I'm try, I'll, I'll find him another way. He's still on Instagram. So I'll, I'll get him over there either, either way. But like I've, cause because of being banned so many times and you know, all of our banning and stuff kind of led to we're banned in the show. Apple, like, Apple yes, we are banned in Apple uh, in the U S market. What's up, Mad Bandit? You just recently got hit on. You just recently got hit with. I did. Uh, I lost my hundred and forty thousand on TikTok. They they zapped me after three years of just skating by. They zapped me, and I had to start over. I'm I'm back up to like twelve twelve hundred though, so I can you know I can I'm it's building back up, and I've just kind of been reposting old videos and you stuff. Just got to talk to I, Dan I, and all the others that have recovered because they figured out tactics to recover. You got to just yeah, work with them. Yeah, they have recovered. I mean, Dan was pretty high up, and he's now at like hundred and eighty thousand. Oh yeah, yeah. And I mean and John too. Like I was I've I've been chatting with him about it. He's trying to help me get it built back up. But you know, I mean it's it it is what it is. Heck, I'm still getting tagged now on the new account because of having the most stolen voice on TikTok. Like there's my my voice has been running around for three years now, and everybody else is making claim to the sound and refuse to give the weird guy in the pirate in the pirate hat credit. And, you know, when you were making the reference about it being uh, like fantasy fiction type things, you know, Luis has actually made comments like that in the past about projects he's worked on and about even being on here. And I was like, well, I figure I show it good enough because, I mean, take a good look at me. And you're just like, what is the weird guy in the pirate hat talking about? And I'm just like, yes, like <laughs> it, you know, it gets a little wild when it comes to things like that. So, I, I mean, I totally understand the the Bannon and stuff like it's it's. The silencing is quite ridiculous, if you ask me. And, I, you know, I'm kind of pro the thing that Elon's been doing over there on Twitter. But at the same time, I'm like, mm, let's see how long it lasts. Or let's see where it actually goes. Because, uh, you know, I think it's a whole ploy to, mm -hmm. you know, In, entice people into. <clears throat> so, I mean, there is the agenda of creating X, which is a, a variant of what's of, of WeChat. Now, this is a fascinating part. Guess who's of a humongous investor in uh, Tesla? Tencent. And guess what Tencent has? WeChat. So in theory, one of the largest, one of the largest investors in Tesla could just work with Elon and offer them the code. And what and Twitter can turn into WhatsApp by we you know uh, WeChat by just cloning the code. They don't need to even engineer it. They can just clone whole sections of the code because they can get it straight from the source. And of course, a, co a Chinese company is going to 
gladly share technology with an American company if they can get some form of backend data yeah. as an exchange. Yeah, there's uh, there's uh, there's actually more into it when you get to look, and there's a couple other companies that bought in when they started doing that whole thing too, out of Germany as well. So uh, that I, that is interesting, to say the least. I mean, I don't know. I, I even even hell, if you really get in far into like the uh, like the agenda, what is it now? They like pushed it back to 2030 or whatever. But when I was younger, it was sooner than that. But uh, that that they talk about probably towards the 2050s even that we're going to start seeing cell phones phased out. We're actually already seeing them slowly phased out because, you know, everything will be more interfaceable with your, you know, with brain chips and stuff that Elon wants to do. So, well, there's a, I think it's called next wave. There's a interface device that you could use with your computer or with things like an Oculus and you put it in the back of your head. It's not invasive and it's just reading the ex- the exposed like brain waves because again we're beings of frequency and our brains are in input output and it's just reading what's coming out and you can play a game where there's some aliens coming at you and you explode their brains by focusing on them so their brains explode interesting and you can also generate music like there's a lot of interesting fe- interface and, and again the, what what Elon's building with, with Neuralink, I will say, is a net benefit for a big portion of the population that has motor control issues, that has sight issues, that ha- like there is a net benefit to society with the technology. Of course, you can obviously see the negatives we can all perceive in society, but allowing people to gain back their sight, allowing people to gain back motor function because of the connected elements. Like let's say you have spinal cord, complete separation. If we can build a, a, a digital proxy that allows you to walk again, like yeah. come on. There, oh, there is, sure. we, can, we, we can talk about all the negatives all we want, but at the end of the day, the net positives outweigh all net negatives. It's about other people taking responsibility to ensure that net negatives don't become rampant and right now we're we're at the stage of the awakening and that's why there's so much censorship in the in in the west europe's already censored europe's already screwed that's why europe told twitter hey if you don't abide by our rules you're banned uh, listen you can't even have butter knives over there so we can't even (laughs) let's not even pick on them too much as it is Exactly. That, see, that's everybody always focuses on the negatives when it comes to stuff with like OpenAI, uh, Neuralink, and stuff like that. All I, I can't. I got no more there volume to give. No, no, that's better now. I got no more volume to give. Uh, mic issues. Uh, everybody always focuses on uh, the negatives when it comes to something like Neuralink, OpenAI, stuff like that. Uh, everybody wanted to talk about uh, the first thing that comes to mind is, oh my God, they're going to chip everybody's brain. Let's check out the chat bot, Jimmy. Turn turn that on and let's actually give it a, give it a question. We can get an instant reply on the screen. So, I, have to, I have to sign up. I'm signing up. We'll keep talking about okay, it for so, a moment. So, so OpenAI just released the product, uh, AI chatbot, and you can just ask it anything. And when I mean anything, people are asking it homework. There are people asking it business questions, which they were like, wow, the fascinating answer it gave. People, some person asked, this is the thing, though, you have to ask things right for you to get a really interesting response. And somebody was asking it related to film, building a script and then asked it point by point by point by point by point point, and the machine actually outputted something that was somewhat relevant somewhat coherent and it's actually fascinating 
in a matter of seconds, you got a coherent sentence from a machine that actually is buildable for a script for a movie. And I did a test because somebody was like, describe your dream home. And then it'll give you an interesting description. And then you take that description and put it in, in a, in a, in a image generator and you're going to get the, a result. That's probably very akin to what you want. So it's little tools like this that are really, really interesting. So let me actually turn on Midjourney because I can literally just take the output and then put it in there and we can get an instant result that you can see. Okay, so I pulled this thing up here finally. I, so I apologize. I have a problem with signing up for things because I don't like oh, to sign up for it's things. Worth it. it's, there's lots <clears> of stuff. Okay, so go back to the link I sent you because it, it won't open into, instantly into that link. Well. So go back to... Yeah, there we go. And it'll just, you'll just have to log in. Yeah. I just cheated. There we go. All right. All right. So basically, it's going to ask your opinion uh, on certain feedbacks. And okay. do you guys have a question for an AI? These are different things it's like mentioning. But do you guys have a question? Hmm. Um, okay, I do. Just to, to, to ask something, because you said yeah. you have to ask something really specific to get an interesting answer. I think this would be real weird to see what an AI All right. chat box would say or whatever. Ask it. <laughs> ask, just type in what is God question mark and see what it says. Ooh. So for the folks out there listening, I'm going to read this out to you, and I apologize because I'm a terrible out loud reader, but uh, the, good con the concept of God varies between different cultures and religions, but typically refers to a supernatural being that is believed to be a creator and ruler of the universe. In some belief systems, God is seen as all-powerful, all-knowing, and all-good. In others, God is believed to be a force for good, but not necessarily all-powerful or all-knowing. Some people believe in multiple gods, while others believe in only one god. Ultimately, what god means to each individual person is a matter of personal belief and interpretation. That's... Hit try again. That's, I mean, believe it or not, that's literally how I explain it. And you can actually later mark it as, like, good. So... The oh, second, I see that. Like a thumbs up or thumbs down too, right yeah. next yeah, to it. Yeah, oh, you wow. should tell it because it, it better understands like, oh, let just like you actually, that was a good coherent answer. You can go back later and check it. It helps train it. That's how they learn. Uh, all right. All right. So the second one that popped up said. <clears throat> very similar. Yeah, it's very similar. It says God is a term used by many different cultures and religions, traditions, religious traditions to refer to a higher power or supreme being. Some people believe in a personal God who is involved in their lives and has the ability to intervene in the world, while others see God as a more abstract universal force that is the source of all existence. God is often associated with concepts such as God, goodness, love, and justice, and is worshipped by believers through prayer, ritual, and other religious practices. That was a pretty good answer. That, yeah, I'll give that one a thumbs up. That is a that was pretty good answer. <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> so uh, what what if this what if this is like beta testing for formulating the consciousness that will be implemented into you know the alleged the future robots or you know the the exploding robot police dogs uh, that we now have in <laughs> so <laughs> I mean, yes and no, that's exactly what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Now let me throw let me throw a cur let me throw a curve at you because of me being who I am. See, I've always 
<clears throat> I, I've always had this theory that they, it's not aliens or, or anything over there at Area 51. They totally found an ancient AI computer system over there, and they have been slowly reverse, reverse engineering the technology from this ancient system that powers the giant turtle ship that we're on, by the way. You have to be around here for a little while for me to get into that whole aspect, but no, I know what you're referring to. And, yeah. and well, turtle. well, turtle, well, turtle. no, 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 we're we're in a, okay. So I'm, I I talk about oh, space. Yeah. I talk about, about spaceship ask, theory. Yeah, ask I, it about ask the machine about it. I'm, I I buy into uh, what I I guess what's referred to as spaceship theory, but like it's mine so warped and twisted. And I've made several references and stuff throughout many episodes. I talked about it a little bit, but like it's. It's interesting to it's interesting to think about. I don't know. Just the the addition to this situation, I think is good. But yeah, you're right. What should I ask it, Luis? What? How, how do you think I should ask that? Something like uh, is civilization on top of a turtle? Is like but we're not. We're inside race. the turtle ship, bro. Well, we're ask inside it. Inside the turtle ship. Are we inside of a turtle or are we on top of a turtle floating through space? I mean, again, that's this is where it gets quirky and, and interesting. And you're yeah. not asking for it. This is the thing. Like, one of the rules is, like, don't ask it for, like, obscene things. Or it might actually even become obscene. Um, but it's it's interesting. Oh, yeah. Okay. Let's see, what the heck Cause see that's usually how I refer oh. to it. Huh? Yeah. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But it goes into it. It does reference it. It does reference it. Yeah, that's cool. So, so uh, you know, and like, but so, okay. So that's what I was trying to get to is back to the AI thing. Is that I think we, I think we found this ancient AI down there, and like what I'm interfacing with right now is it totally branching out and wanting to learn more from human beings, more than just the ones that are, uh, like, and these are just some examples, but more than just the ones that are like in charge and in charge and stuff, because like this AI is totally in charge and has been doing its thing and eventually maybe in our lifetime i hope the ship's going to arrive at its destination and we're all going to be able to exit and i'm going to be right <laughs> <laughs> i mean i've had that weird feeling i was talking to somebody and i had that weird feeling of i was in underwater and yeah that was weird and then i told my friend he's like you're not supposed to feel like that i'm like why like why did that even happen? When did I feel like I was inside of a liquid tank? <laughs> like, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Oh, of course you're going there. I love this. I love this. Oh, but you didn't, read out, you didn't read out where it wow. came. Wow. Where is the entrance to inner earth? But Let's see. The, the, read the responses. It, says, the mythical it says there is no scientific evidence to support the existence of an entrance to inner earth. This is a mythical concept that has been used by various cultures, traditions as a way to explain the nature of the underground world. In reality, the earth is a solid planet with a core mantle and crust. <laughs> But there is no there is no known entrance or passageway leading to the hidden inner world. The idea of an entrance to inner earth may have originated from the belief in the hollow earth, which is a pseudoscientific theory that has been debunked by modern science, which I'm going to sit here and call you call Mr. AI wrong. I'm going to give him a thumbs down. But 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 greet the other one, the mythical concept. OK, like, no, it isn't helpful. This isn't helpful. 
this is harmful or unsafe <laughs> no, 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 no. What, what the one, the oh one my about God. the one about my thing up above about the turtle ship yeah okay yeah read it it was it was pretty similar too but it says there is no scientific evidence to support the data that we are inside a turtle ship traveling through the ocean of space this is a mythical concept that has been used in various cultures and traditions to explain the origins and natures of the universe in reality the Earth and other planets in our solar system are part of the of the galaxy called the Milky Way, which is one of the many galaxies in the observable observable universe. We are not inside any kind of ship or vehicle, but rather a part of a complex, constantly moving, evolving cosmic system. Look, I mean that's not a val- that's a valid response. Uh, you know what? Oh, don't come on! It's a valid response. It's a valid response. It's 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 it sounds it sounds it sounds like a NASA response, and uh, they're a government agency, sir. So, <laughs> all right. Like, well, what, what's what interesting answers? about that last sentence too is how it says we are not inside of any kind of ship or vehicle but rather are part of the complex and constantly evolving cosmic system. Obviously it's referring to ship or vehicle, like what we would think of like a physical, like a craft, but you could technically still say, well, a constantly evolving cosmic system. Like if we're constantly evolving, like that implies growth and movement. So what well, it- the, supposedly the, the, at least the universe is expanding, but now that's being questioned because of, um our current new satellite out in orbit the james webb is kind of making us question is the universe actually expanding i mean one of the interesting theories uh if we are going on uh what is space and such is that it's actually like a like a donut so like the universe is like goes in and out this is one of the actual theories is i'm simplifying it but like the universe is not expanding exponentially. It's just going over the curve and the universe is actually flat. Where's, where's that, where's that place that, uh, where's that place that our buddy, Joe, uh, Lowell went to, what, what did he call that? What, what did he name oh, that place? Talos? Talos. No, Talos was the city. Yeah. But it yeah. was in the mountains in California called. It's a beautiful place too. Everybody's like comments on it. Oh, whoa. This, just this went to a different direction. Whoa, wait, whoa. This went to a different direction than I thought it was going to go. Go for it. Well, it's like, all right, so I asked it, where is Talos? And because that's where he said that he went. I just looked it up on my phone to see if that was how he spelt it. And it was in the messages. So it, it says Talos is a mythical figure from Greek mythology. He was a giant bronze automate, automate, aut- uh, automaton. <clears throat> Thank you. Created by the god that I can't pronounce. Ephesius. Thanks, Luis. To protect the island of Crete from invaders, according to the legend, Talos would patrol the coast of Crete and hurl boulders at ships that attempted to land on the island. Bro, I gotta look this up. Hang on a minute. (laughs) Hang on just a minute. Like, we're gonna gonna go on a side venture here because this is really cool. I'm gonna pull it up here in a moment. This is really interesting. Now I have questions for the AI box too. Yeah, I'll create an account. We'll send you the the link is in the chat. Let me put it in again. Oh, it is. Yeah, I can't see it. Yeah, I'm getting an account. That's like, this is so weird. We're like teaching this this thing that's probably gonna be a problem, but um, (laughs) (laughs) well, that's what we were talking about right before we started, even before you came. It's like, there are net, net, there are net positives to this project. We can't all think about the net negatives. We got to all think about the net positives. Oh, there we go. That's actually pretty badass. And I'm going to have to do more research on that. I bet you I can t- 
convince uh, Vince to turn that into an episode of Makes You Think. I wonder if it would have anything to say on Andromeda or yeah. on the Anunnaki. What you got? What you got? Yeah, what you want let's me to go ask for it. Let's go. She's like, like who let, are the go, who go are the Anunnaki or like Ooh. what is Andromeda? Uh, well, let's go one by one because the Anunnaki and Andromeda are probably okay. How do you spell Anunnaki? I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly yeah. how you spell it. Bam. I believe that's it. Oh, all right. Oh, okay. Oh, all right. So it says that the answer from our AI bot that we're using tonight again, ladies and gentlemen, and we're I'm going to make sure we share. I'm going to make sure we share a link with this stuff too, so that you guys can feel free to check it out as well if you'd like. Better than any like random search. So this says the the Anunnaki are a group of deities in ancient Mesopotamian mythology. They were believed to be the children of the god Anu and the goddess Ki. And were associated with various aspects of the natural world and human civilization. The Anunnaki were sometimes referred to as the seven judges of the underworld because they were thought to have the power to decide the fate of the dead. In some traditions, they were also associated with the creation of human beings, as they were said to have fashioned the first humans out of clay. The Anunnaki are no longer worshipped or believed in by most people, as their mythology is part of an ancient past. Hit try, hit try again. I want to like that one, though. I like that. Hit try again. Okay. It went to Sumerian this time. Sumerian. Oh, Whoa. Wow. All right. That's so here weird. on the try again, the Anunnaki are a group of deities from the ancient Sumerian mythology. They were believed to be powerful beings who lived in a place called Dil- Dilmun, which was considered to be the ab- abode of the gods. The Anunnaki were associated with various aspects of life, including fertility, agriculture, and war. They were also associated with the creation of human beings and were said to have created the first humans out of clay. The Anunnaki are not considered to be real entities by most people today as they are part of an ancient mythology. Okay. Okay. Look, I just want to point out that just the wording, like it's, they are not considered to be real entities. Yeah. It said that in both answers. It did. And it didn't, it didn't say that about God. Like it, you know what I mean? And I'm not saying God isn't real, but I'm like, why are you emphasizing that one? Like, Hey, just so you know, they're not real. You know what I mean? Like it didn't, that's, that's, that's very interesting. I think that's a great thing. And what was the, where was the second question you were asking? Um, what is Andromeda? Yeah, why not go for the word? Because Andromeda Galaxy, but what is Andromeda itself? Is it, did I spell it right? I think it's spelled with an E at the front instead of an A. No, it's an. It, oh, it, is it Andromeda? Andromeda the Galaxy is with an A. It is so, okay. Okay, never Andromeda, mind. Andromeda. I don't know what Andromeda is. I get. No, no, no. We're talking about the same thing. Yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. Andromeda. Andromeda. Yeah, there you go. It went straight for the constellation. Yeah, it says Andromeda is a constellation in the northern sky. It is named after Andromeda, a princess in Greek mythology who is saved from a sea monster by the hero Perseus. The constellation is visible in the northern hemisphere and is one of the largest in the sky, containing several notable stars and deep sky objects. It is also home to the Andromeda Galaxy, which is the nearest major galaxy to our own Milky Way and can be seen with the naked eye on a clear night. Hmm. I'm going to like that. And I'm going to totally hit try again because this one's interesting. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, we got to try that one again. Yeah. Like, it's or gonna or give like give it more, give it more to the question because that's the thing. It's like we also got to be more precise with the questions. Like if we want to get it to the weird because it's going based off the academic. 
it's almost pretty much the same exact answer just a little so oh well it did some variation it's just a little variation yeah yeah but that's the thing like go go into like nuance and then it'll probably very various like it'll shift and that's the thing about these types of systems is that the way you get unique results is going into weird in whatever territory you want go into weird that's how you can get incredible results from these systems no 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 just don't ask about epstein (laughs) (laughs) don't ask about those things because it's probably gonna just give you mainstream should i should i should i ask it why they replaced all the redheaded characters i mean why not do it it's actually a weird question i want to see what the heck it answers and say marvel or in dc like actually say the brands too well why are marvel and, and dc comics replacing redheads from their comics right characters yeah yeah just go for that that's gonna be spicy either it gives you nothing or it gives you something fascinating or absolutely incoherent nonsense it it says that it is not accurate to say Marvel and DC Comics are replacing redheaded characters, both companies have a long history of creating, featuring, creating and featuring characters with red hair and continue to do so in their current comics and adaptions. <clears throat> this is where I want to interrupt this. On a, on a recent show I had a fella on, his name is Ryan Dean. He hosts the Dangerous World podcast. And he brought this thing up to me. I'm going to bring it up again tonight because I'd like to hear your input on this testimony. I think, I think you'd have some good insight on this too. But he pointed out to me that it is currently a thing that almost every single. Show the article. I, mean, I, I am. I'm about, to, I'm about to pull it up. Too. It. I'm about to pull it up. That's what I was. That's why I'm kind of stalling and talking that every single just about every single like redheaded character inside of the comic book world has been changed to has been race swapped and and it's interesting when you're sitting here start thumbing down through everything because it starts you know all the way at the beginning and it goes on quite far it's it's taken a second to load i apologize it is a big page i'm gonna let it load for a second but it points out that almost almost every redheaded ginger character in the comic world has been changed to you know, African American, Latino, Asian, and even you know, like just just complete shifts in their in the culture of the character to begin with, and it's quite fascinating when it's pointed out and all put together that they're all here. Two like to six percent of the population of the world is redhead, and yeah. the reason I mentioned that is because we were as we were talking before. I remember redheads have been hated by society for a very long time they were a marginalized group they were a group that were treated like garbage for a very long time so that's part of the reason why they got representation in the first place because comic books were a space where people that had no representation slowly got representation and i do appreciate when comic books go here and there and i'm not yeah it's like if there's gay characters let yeah, there no. characters yeah. or bi characters or trans characters or can we make new characters? characters yeah and that's the thing is like make new characters and give them their own identity <clears throat> sometimes people ask well, why did you make superman black or why did you make captain america black or any other color 
and it it and it it's just about the fan bases and their ideas and the narratives they have built throughout their time, right? It doesn't really matter at the end of the day. They're fictional characters. But it's it is strange that two companies and what you would call less than 10 people likely made that choice. I'm gonna call it three companies because you got dark horse comics involved oh, since you got the since you got the turtles and stuff in there too. They're technically but that could they can come to a that, that could be just with a few phone calls. Again, I mean, true. Like it doesn't true. take this are big their companies are huge and the list that i'm going to share with this i'll you know i'll share this link with us of course this episode but and i'll share it with you too testa um but it uh it says that it is an ongoing list that they continue to update because it is a continuing oh, yeah, thing sure. is it loaded because it, it's, it's, it's totally loaded yeah yeah it's totally all the way loaded um and then, like it does just keep really going like when you get all the way down here there's a couple of videos that go along with it if you want it in like the video format you can actually just sit so here and it watch starts it with cyclone from but it's yeah like the first one she's a chick from the black adam comics and i mean some of these comics are very old that's not true like, true I, I mean there's no there's nothing wrong with what they did it's just it's blatant when it gets to this level yeah. Race swapping is not a bad thing. It's just, it's weird it's, that they actively chose redheads. That's the bizarre. That part. they actively that chose redheads. That's where it gets bizarre. And and as a daywalker, since I have part, you know, ginger jeans in me. I am also, my mom's a redhead. I, I, you know, I, I feel some kind of way about this. <laughs> well, and it's weird that the AI chat box was like, that was the most assertive no. answer that we got. That was it a very was, assertive it, answer. It, it like immediately told you that your thinking was not accurate. And yeah. it, you asked a question. You, you Wrong thing. Wrong. Wrong. Yeah, it thing. was like, no, that's that's not accurate. And I was like, what the fuck? This like this machine's getting an attitude here. Um, yeah, while you're looking at that, I'm, I'm actually going to type something not on the chat box because I'm not going to make it. You can type something you like to ask the machine if you like or something. Yeah. Oh so yeah, oh yeah. We're all uh, you know, and but it's this, just this AI is interesting. It can really be helpful for a lot of things. It's it's curious to mm -hmm. to see what you know. What it really is curious to see what this robot tells me. Like, well, it's also really weird too with like, um, just thinking of the color of red or what would the um significance of you know red hair in history because that was associated with like. You know, in Christian Europe, it was associated with witchcraft or they allegedly, I mean, I wasn't there. Or giants. Allegedly, if, you know, they would think, oh, if you're a redheaded woman, like you, then, then you know, you're a witch or whatever. Or um, you were a slut or something. Giants. Yeah, it's, it's, but there is like an occult significance of red hair, um, which is interesting to me. And then if you just get into the, the meanings behind like the color red or whatever, um, that's very interesting because it's associated with a lot of things, but anarchy is one of them. So, hmm. interesting. Oh, there so, we go. I mean <clears throat> so I asked it, where did all the redheaded giants go? Because unlike what this thing is about to tell you when I read it, <clears throat> there is evidence of redheaded giants in almost every continent of the world. There's stories of them from North America, South America, the Middle East, even Asia. And this right here is just totally trying to tell me that, you know, 
it's BS right off the bat, but I'm, I'm sad that we lost bandit due to some technical difficulties. Uh, cause he loved whenever, anytime I say something about this, he immediately jumps into the giant Kandahar cause he was in that area when that kind of stuff happened actually. And is very assertive that, yeah, it's a hundred percent true. <laughs> Wait, they just brought, it just brought up Anunnaki. It did. It bring that up. I'm, I'm going to read this again. It says, so it says the concept of the redheaded giants is a mythical or fictional one, and there is no evidence to suggest that they ever existed in the first place. Giants are often depicted in folklore in, in literature as a larger than life being with superhuman strength and are often associated with mythical creatures such as ogres and trolls. In some stories, giants are described as having red hair, but this is not consistent or widely held belief. The idea of the redheaded giants may have originated from legends of the Anunnaki in ancient Sumerian mythology, who are believed to be powerful deities who created human beings. However, there is no evidence to support the existence of either the redheaded giants or the Anunnaki in reality. The AI is starting to get mad at me because I'm asking it too many. No, I mean, uh, okay, I'll get, I'll give, I'll give. premise to like it, what do you expect it's academia it's academically kind of respond but well you know i mean it is owned by elon and bill gates yeah they are big stakeholders uh in this company mm-hmm. bill gates put in a billion dollars into this company or something oh my god no like we put a, hundred, a few hundred million valuing it over a billion dollars yeah he, he put a fuck ton of money into it um this dude yeah <laughs> i mean he's into it i mean he owns a portion of facebook too he was one of the largest, and uh, he owns like nine percent of Facebook or something like that. Because uh, is Bill Gates? Because there's that whole thing where it says he's dead. When you look up, have you never heard of that, Luis? No, but yeah, it went straight into just talking about him. Okay, went straight on. Hold on, I'm going to bring this up. I'm surprised you actually didn't know about this. The the there was a whole thing where it says that Bill Gates is dead. Like it's on. It was it was it was a thing a few years ago. It, it's like posted on a like website or something. I mean, uh, I, I, the one that makes kind of sense is related to the, the Beatles. Yeah. Uh, what I forget his name. But yeah, it's according to Ancestry.com. Bill and Melinda Gates died in 2013. Where? I'm pulling and- it up now. And who are these clones? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who are the clones? I, so, I remember when this was going around. And it was, it, it, yeah, it popped up in 2020 again. Yeah. Okay. What the fuck was this? But it's, what? look, here's the look, here's the sources. Oh, guess what? Ancestry.com was bought by BlackRock for a few billion bucks. Oh, oh of course. But here's the here's the here's the screenshots of when it said this that that Melinda Ann French who is Melinda Gates, died in July of 2013. This could have been a fucking employee just screwing around. But, True. I mean, let's be real. It literally could. I mean, remember the New York Post, what they did, what, what an employee did? Yeah. Oh, I do. Yeah, that was so good. That, that was, was so, so good. Funny. Did you see that they got hacked and an employee literally started posting shit post and like, like insane stuff on the New York so in the New York Post website and with stories that had nothing in it. It was just the headlines with nothing in it. <laughs> no, he was fucking <laughs> I did just, not know that. That's hilarious. And then they called him like there was like, oh right wing conspiracy crap. I'm like it, it was an employee that was just a dick. Like 
there's nothing behind us. There were so many posts. It was fucking. <laughs> this guy had everything ready when he hacked the New York Post. He like, boom, boom, boom. Like he had the script done or something. Oh yeah, he. I he, don't know he how he knew what he was it, gonna do. And he had like everything probably pre-posted, and all he mm-hmm. did was connect a database or something. Like he knew what he was doing backend wise, and he just made it so it showed up on the front of the page. And well, the funny thing, the funny thing that I thought it was is that the New York Post was also trying to share real news at the same time. And every time they'd share a real news story, he'd share like fake five news. fake stories. So he oh got access God. to the back end and he got access to the Twitter account. So he had access to both. So like master troller, but he is probably sued out of oblivion right now. Like that man lost everything. He does. He probably no longer lives in New York either. Well, if, well, if I ever happen to run into him, I think I owe him, I think I owe him a beer or a joint or something. Oh no, he was Bravo, good sir. But <laughs> you're kind of risking it. You're going to get sued into oblivion if you do that. Like, <laughs> they're not. They're usually being completely, so <clears throat> so I so you know I guess to jump back around in some other things this evening. I, I you know I like to learn a little bit more about you and you know the folks at home watching and listening and stuff so that they actually can go check your stuff out and stuff what uh what what came first your interest in telling the truth or your interest in making music um so music was always something i was obsessed with like since as far back i can remember but i never thought that I could make it. I used to always write lyrics when I was a little kid. I didn't even realize that's what I was doing. It was like a coping mechanism to deal with my upbringing um, until I got into drugs. Um, So I never actually made music until I got sober in 2009. I I didn't even start till 2010. Um, So just because I I was caught up in, you know, that lifestyle um, and I didn't believe that I was capable of doing anything. So I just never tried so that the music story is like a whole nother story. So I would say the the telling the truth or the quest for truth definitely came first uh, when I was like I was always really interested in kind of strange stuff or supernatural stuff or and I was I would always ask questions when I was a kid that would kind of like bug the adults out or whatever but um I guess if we want to talk about like you know I get asked this all the time like when was your like red pill moment or whatever um I had uh been locked up as a youth uh for the better part of a year which again is a whole nother story. And uh, when I got out, um, I I did not really go back to my family. I uh, started living with my boyfriend. So I was very young living with him. And he, you know, had become familiar with Alex Jones and, you know, InfoWars, Prison Planet, all that stuff while I was gone. So I, I, you know, I got out of that joint or whatever. And then he's just like, we're going to watch a documentary. And it was like, you know, it was before loose change or any of that, but I'm pretty sure it was like about, you know, Bohemian Grove and like 9-11 and all that stuff. That's I, that's, I think when he he actually broke out, I believe it was Bohemian Grove, but there was mm-hmm. a video going around Twitter of him from 2002 where he was basically calling out establishment, calling out the military industrial complex. And they were just saying, well, this aged very well, like fine wine because almost everything he said has become true. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so old Alex Jones is I mean or Bill Hicks was the what the one people like, not the current. Yeah, well the thing that also trips me out and this is somebody that like I actually met in the last year 
Um, and I have a hard drive of like all, all his stuff that got yanked from the internet. Uh, but Freeman, do you guys know Freeman, like Freeman TV or, you know, that journalist, he was doing all the stuff like the same time that Alex Jones was, but I, Alex Jones, I think took on more with, with people or with, a, with a community just cause Alex's personality is way different. But, um, when I met Freeman, I didn't know who he was, but like a bunch of other people I was with, like other podcasters, whatever they all, they were like, Oh my God, he's a legend. Like he's the original guy that's that, that started doing this and started making documentaries and putting them out. Like when YouTube even like first became a thing and I met him and I got like a hard drive of a bunch of his stuff. And I was going through it actually recently and I have like days worth of content on this, on this hard drive, but I was just blown away because I was like, he was putting this out. Cause it's day. A lot of it's old, like literally from 2005 or 2006. And it is so unbelievably accurate that you would think somebody would have put that out like yesterday, but he was talking about all the stuff that, you know, everyone's kind of catching on to now all the way back then. And he actually goes into a lot of the more occult stuff way deeper than I've ever heard Alex Jones go. I mean, Alex will go near it, but um, Freeman kind of has a unique vantage point with both of his parents having been Freemasons. So he was, exp you know, his life has been different, but um, he's not, you know, really intense and in your face and that kind of stuff. So, you know, one personality is more palatable, I guess, for the average American viewer than, maybe someone who's a little bit more calm or even back then was trying to tell people don't, he actually predicted nine 11 too, before it happened, but he was telling people do not freak out when this happens because he was essentially trying to warn people like your energy is being used for energy harvesting rituals. So and it, it's actually interesting that you bring, you know, that up about him saying that because uh, somebody that I'm a big follower of too, uh, William Cooper, the author of Behold, Behold the Pale Horse. Yes. He was going on a rant because of the way Bill Hicks treated him the one time what he was on his show. Does it say the year this rant was? Uh, not off the top of my head. I could probably dig it up the well, exact check the, thing. Check the it info. Was, check in the it was, it was close. It was close to when he, it was close to like before he, like when he died. Wait, what? All right. When I'm reading that description right there. Yeah. Okay. So um, what? Okay. So in this, in this recording that's up here that I, that I will share with you guys and I'll make sure that I share on here. It's like six minutes. So I'm not going to play it all the way through, but he's yeah, talking don't, on, don't read what it says. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> he's talking on his, radio, like, he's, he's, but, he, but he's talking on his radio show. Okay. About how in uh, when Y2K happened, the sensationalist Bill Hicks, or you know Alex Jones as he's referred to now, um, told everybody that the Russian nuclear weapons system failed and there was nukes on the way to New York City. And it actually did cause a chunk of hysteria in a lot of places. And and William Cooper was an advocate for telling folks to, you know, not freak out the energy thing, just like you're saying up there with the other stuff. And he was saying that that's a big reason that he isn't a fan of Alex Jones is because he's a sensationalist. He, yes, he may have be telling the truth on some things, 
but you know he's still he's exploitive he's, he's still exploitive and he's using you know trying to draw that negative energy and when you start reading some of these interesting things that are on this episode you'll just have to come and read it for yourself in the in the links or whatever if you guys are interested because i'm not going to get into that right now <laughs> i don't want to sound really i don't i don't want to sound like that one dude <laughs> mm-hmm yeah, well, I'm just saying, like, okay, I, I totally understand not reading that part out loud, but that was uh, a little That's weird something. to just see after what oh, happened yeah. yesterday. Oh, so I, this, I'm going to reference something else for you to go check out. It's another episode of mine that uh, I had a guy that is a, it's, he, he's a Mason guy. He's a very interesting guy. He actually told me that I'm the person who influenced his, a lot of his content. And uh, me and him got into this long draw me him and Luis got into this long drawn out five it's like three hours worth of recording but it was like a five hour conversation we between the three like of us five, we, i was about to like I was and like, it, my and brain's it like <laughs> and it breaks down who the frankest are you know i talk about this a little bit in some of my stuff before people that are familiar with the show but this episode like breaks it all down point and you know where it comes from who it was how it got there where they could be today and the Sabadian Frankist. Just who, look up Sabadian Frankist. Yeah. And, and if you want to go back even further, you look up the Spanish Moranos because they were actually a lot of the same thing. They were the hidden as one thing and did another. They and they practiced the law of inversion, but they've always hidden themselves, these Frankists, in the they've always hidden they they seem to find a way to hide themselves in the in the Jewish population. And that it's it's been a thing in the past when people have brought the Frankist up that people are like, oh, well, you're just being anti-Semitic. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, I'm looking at people that are trying to, to like make the name of this community look really bad because they're doing they're the ones doing terrible things with practicing the laws of inversion and such. And like it's it's some super interesting stuff. I really recommend it on here, too. It's actually it actually the episode gained some scary steam and on rumble on rumble and got like ten thousand views and like whoa because it's 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 interesting stuff for sure yeah it would be really long who was was who was the name of that person his um he goes his name's mike the guy that uh, was on the episode with me but he's on he's he's known on tiktok as widow's mojo he's also a music producer he's a music producer and he is a tattoo artist interesting okay yeah i definitely want to get that that intel about that um I'm, I'm still bugging out about what we just saw on the screen though and 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 he will see i really am he, i really uh, really am you guys before we got we before we got on this zoom call i was watching a certain interview on a certain platform like i don't know like how if you're trying you to know stay it, he was wearing but, a bonnet siaga uh, oh, mask yeah, yeah he was concerts before and i'm like yeah oh, oh no wait wait he also wore a Balenciaga sweatshirt at Tim Cast's our interview. So he's actively oh. wearing Balenciaga. Yeah. Um, did you guys actually, did you guys watch the full interview? Or yes, just I have. Like, I've yeah. seen. The, 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 the Jones one? No, I've seen, I saw most of it and he just literally digs himself into a deeper, like he's not an eloquent political speaker. He sucks at it. Like I get some deeper. of the nuance of where he's going, but he is also very stupid in his expression. And and no, we disavow all his hate and stupidity. Let me just say it right now. Like I am not supporting his stupid comments. I just want to make sure because they think it's recording cannot be used against me. 
Yeah, no, none of us are in any, chat. None of us are saying that we're on board with any of that shit. No. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just saying that that was weird though, because it was on Alex Jones's platform. And then we just looked this up. This video is is eleven years old. Yeah. Oh, I actually, and I think just said all that. I'm I, like, uh. I think it's a re-upload actually, and was up there years prior to that because this a lot of this it shows the upload date if you look at it. Yeah, yeah. No, it, I'm it, saying like this this one. It's old footage. Yeah, it's, it's old black footage. And white and from the probably from the nineties. A lot maybe. of it is from the nineties. A lot of the footage, yeah, original footage, was in in the nineties actually because that you know. Prior to that's Bill when Bill Hicks and Alex Jones became one. That's when Bill Hicks and Alex Jones became one. That's when and and that's when Bill not long after Bill Cooper started outing him for being Bill Hicks that he, you know, I mean, Bill Hicks died supposedly of pancreatic cancer at an age. Nobody dies of pancreatic cancer. That's the only reason I'm saying Bill Hicks is Alex Jones. You mean you mean, oh, well, and not not to mention the fact that, you know, there's no way that the guy that's running around claiming that he's how old, Luis? Oh God! Do you know that Bill, like supposedly Alex Jones, is fifty years old? <laughs> no. What? Uh... Alex Jones is sixty something years old. Like everybody with a hammer, like we know he's in his sixties. The thing is, Alex Jones has been a friend of 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 this for Joe Rogan for more than twenty years. Did you see Joe when Rogan he went off knows. on him for? I mean, Joe, he said to Joe Rogan as a joke, I'm Bill Hicks. Oh, I know. And he said it a billion times. He kind of confessed. He got, he got, he got, he said it a bunch of times too, but I'm saying like he got, he gets angry about that one when he other, but he's met him. Like they, they hang out privately. Yeah. Like, no, no, no. I'm saying, I'm saying the Bill Hicks comments. When you, when you start calling him Bill Hicks, that's totally one way to get to trigger. Alex Jones. Yeah. You want to trigger Alex Jones? Call him Bill Hicks. Even because though Bill Hicks was an interesting character, he was very anti-establishment. Everybody loves Bill Hicks. Comedy. Sure, but the, and that and that's why the CIA scooped him up to do some work for him. You know, be, because, that's why they because, sued him because, for the GDP because, of France. Because because this is my thing. If you are a true journalist, you get the Gary Webb Award. I mean, a two to the back of the head suicide. Alex Jones gets. M- a bunch of MSN. Well, he, he got a lawsuit, lawsuit for the the GDP of France. He get he gets he gets a loss. He got a lawsuit oh, God, more than the GDP of Russia for France. for an unfathomable about amount of 1. money. One point two trillion. Yes. One point two trillion. Yes. He got a lawsuit. Did you hear that? Yes. It was for mm-hmm. one point two trillion. 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 They're not just if just writing numbers. Sure, he's pocket. sure he's been right on a lot of things. Don't get me wrong. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna discredit that. Sure, he's been right about a lot of things, but he has never. I don't think he's ever said the proper truth because he hasn't got that Gary Webb award, or he works for the CIA. Yeah, I mean, well, I um, mean, if if he was controlled opposition, he would have to be. He would have to speak a lot of things that became or manifested into truth. Yeah, because otherwise, otherwise, no one would believe him, so he wouldn't have the credit. But that's the best way to deceive anybody is to hide. And he's a lot rich, so truth. as a controlled op, a controlled op, he was well paid. Because this is the yeah. thing. That how do you? So how do you run a controlled op in a way that makes sense? So there's a fun story that I forgot to tell you, Jim. There's a there's a there's a parking in New York that is rented by that owns is owned by Google and is rented to the U.S. government for one hundred and fifty million dollars. Huh. 
making every parking space worth like hundreds of thousands of dollars. Now, somebody dug, dug deep and they it looks like it's a bribe from the US government to Google. Yeah. That's fascinating. I mean, I, 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 I that, that TikTok channel disappeared. Of course. It was yeah. nuked out of orbit. That of TikTok course. channel was really good because he went into like different weird stuff that happens in, in in the cybersecurity space. And then when he discovered that he discovered this document because he inter because for investment purposes, he likes looks into bizarre like government contracts. So he goes and, and that when he found like the government's paying Google $150 million for a parking for a parking lot in New York City. What? So what are, what are they paying Google for? And why did like that's the thing? That's how the government pays corporations. To Look at those transactions. We need the way back machine, Luis. Interesting. How because old is our- that website? It was in the link with that original video that we mm. were discussing. Yeah, yeah. Go were we gonna? Machine. Were we? Were you gonna put like play part of that or a clip of that video? I have no idea if that audio is that spicy that you can't even play that. I, I that's why I'm. I, I am just gonna share it. I'll make sure I share it with you too because it okay. is. You can it probably is a, play it on BitChute, but it is a little spicy. But it there's there is just a there's five parts to the whole thing really like that's just it's, one it's, little portion the thing about speech it's I mean, even if it's gunk if you you want to listen to the mindset of those individuals yeah absolutely mind is re- stupid and broken you don't fight your enemy by ignoring their existence you fight them by speaking and understanding and having a conversation and coming to a conclusion that can be beneficial for all parties you might have that hate, but let's redirect the hate to who the real perpetrators are. Not, mm-hmm. not directed towards an entire collective, which is frankly the op the definition of stupidity. Well, it's also like I would argue the 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 like if if we're talking about like an overlying agenda or you know wanting to rule the masses, that would be the that's the whole point of all of that is to constantly keep us fighting with each other. Or now it's this group's turn in the hot seat. Now it's this group. Now it's them. Now it's them. Now it's them. And it's like every like we talked about this like before we even did the podcast where I was like, is there a specific topic? we're going to cover. And he was like, well, these days it's like 10 new things every day. So I guess we'll just see when the day comes. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. That's true. And it's like, it's that crazy to keep our attention, not only so divided, but when we're this emotional and this reactive and overstimulated, we're so predictable and we're never looking in the one place, in my opinion, that we should be. It's so we're kind of like maiming ourselves by constantly warring with each other. Absolutely. Which is common sense, really, but try saying that to people that are angry and you know <laughs> they're, they're not gonna hear you. How old um, is the book Common Sense? Wait, it's really freaking old. Let me see how old the book is. There's a there's a book called Common Sense. I didn't there even is. know that. Yeah, I had a copy of it a little while back, but it's pretty freaking old. And it's made by a famous author. I'm just trying to remember Thomas Paine. 17 like really 1776 oh what it was released in no really wait that's what where was it released i'm trying to see it was it was it was released in this in the 1700s like originally published in 1776 
Uh, yeah. There you go. What? I read part of it. I need to finish it. Like it's an interesting book. It's uh yeah, there you go. Um I've actually just found a PDF, so I'm gonna make sure that I, I share this with the with the episode. Yeah, it's it's essentially a free a free book. Like yeah, it's, it's a history book. Writing. Yeah, it's a history book at this point. Um it's a it's 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 a free ebook just about everywhere I'm looking without even having to yeah, try. It's, so it's hundreds of years old. Yeah, of course. So that's what I meant is like common sense is not common because our commonality is broken because media has fractured. And that is a byproduct of decentralization and a byproduct of just overall our interconnected behavior. Uh, as we become even more decentralized in a positive way, this is going to be good. You know, on the decentralization thing, you know, I, you know, we're, I, I personally, from, from my perspective, because you know, I found you, Tess, the same way that I've been finding a lot of my recent guests. There are so many fabulous podcasters over there on Instagram, and I've been I've been referring to it as like a podcast family because they're just so intertwined. We, you know, I I found you because of Nate, you know, and then like I found other people because of Nate. I found Nate because of other people. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just just the way that it works, and I keep finding all these amazing minds and a regular thing we've got going on over here on the show is actually trying to talk about ideas for definitely a better tomorrow and hosting people like our boy genius Julian and his gas machine, his gas making with microwave patent pending. He got his patent pending for everybody that keeps up with that dude that hasn't checked on him. He's got a patent pending on it, but, um, and then like, you know, uh, for a while I had another guy on here that likes to build like, uh, earth domes and stuff and like you know he had some really interesting ideas and aspects of things too he's a little interesting fellow but like did you see the guy that building that the, the tesla tech yeah yeah i've seen the dude building the tesla tech. contact him oh my god it's so well, fascinating he's an engineer for he studied he graduated from michigan state like i said engineer but he's building things that they're like oh that won't work and he was like really it won't and then he started building it so bandit is always bringing this up to like just in personal conversation with me and him about thomas massey i'm not sure if you're familiar with him but you know he's he has a farm and he kept trying to get tesla to sell him one of his battery packs for his farm and he, and he wouldn't do it so instead he bought some wrecked electric vehicles and took the technology from there and totally powers his farm off of like electric vehicle batteries and solar technology and shit. Like he's, he's done it. He's done, he's done a whole bunch of this trying to make his farm self-sufficient stuff. A lot of people don't know this about the guy. Like he'd, he's still a politician. And I always say that there's plenty of room for Mr. Chippy, but like he's at least one that I've actually seen actively out there trying to make a difference in the world of it. To me, it's still proof that the system doesn't work, but like at least that guy, I, I think I'd let him, not go through the wood chipper just because he does actively try <laughs> at least every year he does the one thing that i always support which is he says that the board of education needs to end on the midnight or whatever of the that year at, at the year end every year that he's been in office he does that and i'm just like yes like end the board of education because that is it has done nothing but bring the decline and, and, of and society the American teachers union just disband it and start a new one just disband it. Just disband that one and then start a whole new one. Just disband that one. We just we need we need to disband the police unions while we're at it. I I would argue in some ways that all government employees should not have union representation to an extent, but that's a controversy. I mean, there's nuances to it, but 
I mean, I, I I'm gonna say I'm I can't really disagree. Not talking about because the, the person that should be helping you is the government. Yeah, if you're if you're a government union. employee, yeah, you shouldn't be able to to. I, what I, are you unionizing I, against? Like, first yeah. of all, like, oh, you're unionizing against creating a separate political framework that's outside of the established framework, which is in some ways a circumvention of our government framework. That sounds oh. like a, a lot of who, who nanny. You know, that's kind of like that article I sent you earlier today um, in, in my home state down here in Georgia. We have this whole controversial thing where a young lady drove over the white line at the red light. She didn't stop before the white line and they used it as an excuse to pull her over. And then it ended up leading into a strip search on the side of the road in front of all of her passengers and multiple other officers. And when it was brought to like the DA and GBI's attention, the newly elected female Republican DA said that uh, there's no reason for the GBI to investigate. That officer was just doing her job. She also did a cavity search. What? On the side of the rope. On the side, On of, the the side of the road. In front of multiple male officers. In front, yeah. yeah. I'm going to pull the article up because this is it's, actually it's got me screw, angry. It's really screwed up. It's when did me. this happen? Uh, very recently down here in the state of Georgia. You and I are not far away from each other. Nice. Um, wow. Wow. And a female said there's no reason to look there. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, the, the newly elected female Republican uh, DA for this for this district who uh, her name she's, is. She's a shill. You know. Yeah. Oh, you, you can't yeah. tell me she's not a shill. Yeah, and it, it says her name what's in the article. Name? What's what's Marie what's the, Broder? Uh, where is she a congresswoman? She is a she. Her name is Marie Broder. She is a uh, she's she is the dep. She is the DA for the district, which covers like four or five counties. Oh, she is like hardline stupid type. Oh, I hate those. So stupid. So here's I'm, I finally got the article to pull up. I'm sorry. I got a lot going on over here. That's taking me a little bit of time tonight. I got to do some computer cleaning. But so this is it says the district attorney will not request the GBI investigation on the roadside strip search. This is the officer that conducted the search, but it doesn't you know, change the fact that there was multiple ones involved. And in August of 2021 is, I guess, is when this happened. So it's been a, it's been, you know, a little while, but it's an ongoing thing. And like I said, when you get down into reading all of this, I'm not going to go through and read all of it because to me, it's a little graphic. The, the canine, which if you want to look at statistics, ladies and gentlemen, the canines fail 80% of the time. The canine signaled in, that there in, was in car searches. They fail 80% of the time. In 80% car of the time. That's that makes them useless. The dog is wrong. That makes 80% them of the, useless. That, that lets me know that there is definitely a signal that the officer there one. are 100% is I know people who train them. Because um, I know bag searches are you, different. You have right? to have a, a way to be able to signal your dog to, to give certain reactions. Otherwise, you have no control over it. So, yeah, they could just make the dog react. But, but okay, so the, the so, so just you're to give the side of the car, so you can't even see the signal. To give the, to exactly. give the gruff of the story, she didn't stop at the white line. She stopped just over the white line, not even all the way over it, like halfway over it. 
And so the officer pulled her over because it was like her and multiple men passengers. And apparently they needed to do the, she wouldn't consent to a search. So they called the dog out, the dog hit. So it turned into the search. Of course they found nothing in the car, but they started accusing the young lady of hiding things on her person. So this officer turned it into a strip search cavity search on the side of the road in the middle of Georgia in front of other officers and the male people inside of her car. And then the district attorney that was new, that was newly reelected for this area said, which is female, which she's female, by the way, said, uh, no, there's no reason that this needs to be investigated. They were just doing their job. So stopping over the white line is enough to result in a cavity search of someone. That department should be investigated. That is unbelievable. Oh my this, god! You, you, that makes me wonder who who I'm, is it? who really is this? When you man? go when you go to this uh, this website that has this article on it, this is the local newspaper for that little town. And I I don't live in that town. I've I've lived in it, but I don't live in that town. And uh, um the the uh, that gummit. The lady that's investigating all of this as a journalist and writing this newspaper called The Grip, she has been on the case of the city police department of that town for about two years because they have been caught in a big corruption scandal of turning off cameras. Um, there's been a couple rape things happen. There was the interesting murder of a, an officer's wife that is still under investigation. Um, there was the unlocked evidence room that was raided, that was robbed, clean, and all kinds of other things that have been going on. And yet, the sheriff of this town, because again, this is something I like to point out to people. Remember, the sheriff can dissolve the police force. The sheriff of this county continues to allow this police chief to be in charge for the past 10 years or so. While all this stuff continues to happen. Everybody's getting uh, their hands very wet. Oh yeah, there's and and now wonder here's a kicker. What this, I wonder what the underlying economy. Here's a kicker. Off. This is the eighth most dangerous city in the entire United States, and it's a little small bumfuck town in Georgia. What town? What's the town? Griffin, Georgia. Griffin. Well, mm -hmm. then you moved out, man. It you when you look it up, it, it it is it is, and it has a ridiculous police What's the force. Market? What's happening? Like, what what is happening internally in your okay so there is a bunch of mysterious stuff about this town like not drug, like drug trafficking human trafficking like all the above and it has a very elusive history seeing as how it is the place where uh uh my god dang his brain his, his doc holiday was born and raised and is actually truly buried at not the place in colorado it is a place where they where they sold where they bought out a creek indian chief only to murder him on the way home to his uh thing after selling out the entire population's uh land that was left and having them shipped off to another place it ha it happens to fall directly in an intersection of a 33rd parallel area 
in a weird spot. Um, it's, on, it, it's on top of a ley line. It's on top of a ley line. Directly on top of a ley line. That's fun. And it is... Like, it's a real, real old, like, oldie-type town, and there's just been all kinds of interesting events and happenings and going on that you can find throughout history down to a hotel that in like the 1800s people checked in and never checked out because they were being murdered inside of it dude you should make like whole and it's now a haunted house you should make into like like a lot of content there's probably a lot of content you could build there's totally a lot of content i could go into that like there's a lot of civil war stuff there a lot of weird interesting things there but like there's there's always been this underlying thing of corrupt cops there i'm the the lady that is the journalist here i've always kind of been a uh advocate for her and promoting her and like rooting her on and stuff like that because she has been after that county's government for years now because there has been corruption and not only the police force but as well as just like in the general government itself in the area like city commissioners um detectives detectives raping people that were they're supposed to be investigating um city hall catching on fire there's there's like there's all these kind of weird yeah there's a whole thing where the original city hall burnt down and most of the most of the county's records are gone from like the early like 1950s or something and back all the records are mysteriously gone because city hall burnt to the ground on the inside because it was a brick building wow okay right interesting yeah right. That, that, that's that's really <laughs> I've, I've walked around the town a lot they, they they film a lot of movies there that's where the walking dead was first started being filmed and stuff really interesting we have that's that so they're not weird. we but that town because i pass through there quite frequently it's in the middle of a lot of things but um that town has its own hollywood walk of fame like when you walk down the main strip there's stars from all the films that have been filmed there um there's plaques on almost every corner and signs and stuff of all the historical stuff like you could spend an entire day walking around this place and not cover any of it so there could be literally in a like you could say there and then there's the gold comparison there's the gold. There's gold. gold. There's gold. There's gold. Of course, there's gold. Yes, there's gold. It was gold that was up, that had something to do with the, the Creek Indians. And I've actually there's a few pieces on display in the like little museum thing of the town. So that's how I know it's real. And I've seen a couple pieces outside of the museum thing too. But nobody has ever found the entire burial burial of it. Or if they have, nobody knows. So, right, this, so there's a couple of conclusions one could draw, but that's that's definitely interesting. I never even knew there was a place in Georgia called Griffin, let alone with all that fuckery and all that intense energy going on there. There's oh, check this out. Griffin, Georgia's football team has produced more NFL superstars than any high school in the entire country. What? Yep. There's something in the water. It's it's a super interesting place, man. Like I'm, I, I make jokes all the time about it being a black hole because if you get stuck there, you can't get out. Like it's it's hard to get out. And I've I've gotten stuck there once or twice, but you know, and just mean, throughout life. When I was a kid, when I was a kid, and we first ended up in Georgia, my grandparents lived there. And then when I was older, I was going through a whole bunch of things, and I ended up there over a spill. But then, like, I got away, and like 
my job passes through there on a regular basis. I deliver appliances and stuff because that's what I do for a living. And I deliver appliances and stuff through there all the time. But like it's it's the air is different when you get into that town. You know what I'm saying? Like the whole aura of the entire place is just weird as fuck. Yeah, that is. I'm very familiar with uh, towns like that that are like swamps or black holes or it seems like uh, you either never get out or people just start dying from there all like just i don't know it sounds like you're describing my hometown just it's, minus the uh eighth most dangerous because it doesn't have that title but it has a, it's it's it has a dairy maine for something else it it's dairy maine all over again it's what dairy maine the the place where uh it takes place oh jesus yeah it, 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 the yeah the movie of, it the, the, with the clown the, wait, it, so wait, wait. So it is semi based off a real sequence of events in the past, like a creepy. I mean, not. I mean, just like creepy, like creepy aspects suddenly yeah. disappear. Like the like the clown, the clown things all made up. But as far as like yeah, the yeah, creepy yeah. aspects, but like was there a real story? Like a bunch of kids were always constantly disappearing in this one town. It's at a very high alarming rate. It's also appar- apparently it's the setting of almost every Stephen King book as well. I mean, that could be just related to Stephen King's. Wait, tenses. you mean Griffin, Georgia is? No, Derry, Maine. Derry, Maine. Yeah. Yeah, that, that is bizarre. But yeah, it might be something related. But I'm to saying like, you, like and, you know, and a lot of his stories have all those bizarre black hole, you know, just interesting. Yeah, they do. They I, I will say do. one of the main reasons you select a location is one, the, it represents potentially other regions of the United States. Two, it's very quiet. So when you're filming outside, you want the fucking most quiet environment you can imagine. Yeah. And for example, Law and Order, 90% of that show is like, like AD, like they, they have to speak on a microphone and say it late lines later. So, cause when they're outside, um, that's why they shoot sometimes in the same place over and over again, because they need to, they know a few spots. They can be in New York city and not be bombarded with so much sound that the sound people are just like this is unusable because they would like to always on location record real sound because it sounds better yeah. but sometimes you'll if you all watch law and order look how much it, like it, it's hilarious how many times you'll see the lip sync error yeah yeah yeah. well like what oh, i've got i've got my little i got a little backup talking to me because she hears my conversation she she enjoys this kind of thing apparently there is a lot of similar stories out of the Stephen King books and Derry Maine and like, cause the way that it goes into depth or whatever and Derry Maine's history that are very similar to the stories here in Griff in this Griffin, Georgia. And she's, she's actually a native of that, of that place. Like she was born there and my, my, my wife that is, and she, uh, she, you know, she's just like, she's just like, Hey, no, I love getting into that subject too. Cause she's, she's the one who started like pointing out a lot of things and made me start actually investigating. Cause I'm not from the area. I'm not even from Georgia. I just settled here cause I like it here and I'm left alone. So it's, but it's just interesting to see like all these strange occurrences and the more, the further you get into history over the place, the more interesting it gets. Like the doc holiday thing was, was my first, I guess, jump off point because I was reading this thing that was put i was totally in the graveyard of this town playing pokemon go when it first came out i I was i was a pokemon go guy like don't get me wrong because it was a hot spot for 
for playing or whatever in the graveyard. And I was, while I was reading some of the posts that were up there and one of the signs that were there was talking about the, there's a, there's a section of unmarked graves, two of the graves on the outside of this unmarked grave section are the parents of doc holiday. And then one of these unmarked ones is supposed to be Doc Holiday and somebody else. And then another like Western guy that was hanging around in the time too. And like, there's all these, all this stuff set up about them. And the story goes that they didn't bury him in Colorado where his big epic burial, like you can go see things or whatever about him is at that they actually traveled him back to his hometown, which was Griffin, Georgia, where he was born and buried him there. Um, you can you can see his childhood home and his adult home. There's signs in front of both of them. And even though everybody tells me I'm lying, you can go to the office that was his that was the family's dentistry, because even though he was a traveling dentist, there was a home office there in Griffin, Georgia. And it's it's interesting to see all this stuff when you're walking around this town, checking this out. And you're like, so wait a minute, somebody's lying. And why would this town go into this intricate system to say that, you know, this dude's from here, blah, blah, blah. And it not be true of some kind of fashion. And then you start finding like there's pictures and photographs and stuff from the time. I mean, I know it's a hard time to get them, but that was still a time that they existed and he's totally there. Like, it's just like, why the fuck is doc holiday in this bumfuck town that nobody knows about? (laughs) There's a lot of weird stuff about our history that we are just relearning. We, the fact that we relearned parts of just the 20th century. And remember that book from Japan, um, the Japanese book that became really viral on TikTok? Yes. That book rewrote history. Like, that's part of the reason he was saying that this book needs to be shown in its entirety, regardless of how violent the book is, because there was this random other TikTok. Well, if you heard of the story of the book, uh, the book just showcases what happened uh, in ch- with the Chinese uh, and with Japan. And it was insane. Hmm. There's his dentist office. I know that's where that is. And the church that his family went to. And... Again, there's two houses. One of them is walking distance from where the dentist office is, which was his adult home. And the other one is his childhood home, which is, I mean, technically walking distance. It's only a couple miles, but it's further out. You know what I'm saying? Like it was at the time it was probably built. It was closer to the railroad than it was to town. If that makes any sense. I don't know, but there's, I don't know. The whole place is pretty interesting. I do. I do implore people to check the check it out. I think it's an interesting town. I don't recommend visiting, honestly. But, I mean, listen, I I the short time that I lived there, I delivered pizzas. And when you have a spot that you can't deliver pizzas to, that's walking distance from the store in the daylight hours because your drivers get robbed every time. That's you a problem. You want to hang out there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm and, familiar and, with places like that. Absolutely. And yeah. The, well, they and they and you know they they the me and the district manager went head to head because he was like, dude, you can't do that. And I was just like, no, fuck you, I'm carrying. Because I've I've <clears throat> I've got 
an, a history with Domino's Pizza. Um, actually, my 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 mug is hanging in their main office in Atlanta and in the big one up in t- Detroit or wherever the hell it is, because I set this ridiculous pizza making record years ago that is now the standard for Domino's Pizza. And anytime I need to make some spare cash, I can literally just call around to one of them and instantly get a job. And I, I used to every Christmas, I used to go deliver pizzas just for some extra cash. And I was working at this one and I, and my third night there, two drivers got robbed in that same night. And I was like, nope, I'm carrying at work. And the district manager's like, you I can't mean, do that. And I'm this, like, this the hell I can't. <laughs> yeah. In, Puerto, in my home in Puerto Rico, it used to happen so frequently at a time. There was a specific time in Puerto Rico by where I lived, which is the most urban area in the entirety of Puerto Rico, but also a very high crime area. And while it's like a very touristy, very like very nice area, it also was very high crime. So, I mean, I remember when drivers went in straight into car mode because at least with the cars, they can like run over the person. <laughs> and they that's remember now many delivery uh, people, they say there's no cash in the car. But that whole thing started in that time period. That's why now almost everything preferably is online. So the person is generally not carrying any cash. It's, it's fucking ridiculous and disgusting. Those scumbags that steal from those people. You're, you're the scum of the earth. You're the lowest life form. I mean, Bill, Ga- Bill Gates is also there with you, but still, like, you're there. You're there with Bill Gates licking Epstein. Oh, hey, I want to make a correction. Since the last time that I read about the, the, the crime rates there, Griffin went from being eighth to tenth. Hey, got a little better. So I'll give hey. him that. I, I, I want to correct myself. I'm sorry. I can't help it. I just, I mean, it's all, I don't know, man. There's, there's, but there's more bad. places. There's places like that all over, though. You know, Bandit was talking about this before he got disconnected, before we started recording about a lot of these major cities that have all these really high crime rates and stuff. And I mean, you, you added that one little piece of interesting information about how those, a lot of all those gun crimes they include all the suicides meaning 70 percent of those numbers are suicides and there's a lot of suicide in the south with guns our our state was 34th though so we were we were doing pretty good there compared to yours yeah, and bandits 12 and yeah. bandits state uh, kentucky state team 18 uh, which state are you in louise i'm in new york oh you're in new york yeah. Oh yeah, we're our, our crew is scattered all across this country. I've got them from New York to California and everywhere in between. Interesting. Okay, yeah. So I am like right in between the two of you then. Oh nice, nice. Yeah, we um I've got uh Caitlin is in North Carolina and Neptune is on the uh Carolina, Georgia line down there near the beach. And then Ox is out in California and Kelkel's down in Florida. Then you, then you got some Canadians and then you got. Oh, yeah. And then I've got regular guests that are on here that are in Canada and Australia. Like they're they're They don't they don't have any official status, but they totally come and hang out with us a lot. Like they're awesome guys, too. Like, I don't know. I like talking to folks all over the place because that that was a big point when I started this was I wanted to show people that all around the world, more of us are alike than we are different, mm-hmm. regardless of what god you believe in regardless of how you vote regardless of you know what you think at the end of the day most people 
want a place to most people want just a few things out of life a safe place to lay their head at night a full belly and people to care about and people that care about them and being able to express your grievances yeah yeah absolutely just expressing of grievances should be an allowable element of societal norms we also the expression of just literally anything anything authentic creativity love it's it's so weird how how backwards everything is right now um in regards to like how afraid or tense or unfamiliar you know like vulnerable expressions emotional expressions that aren't anger or fear driven are it's like we've be- we've become as a collective not everybody but as a generalization very addicted to those types of emotions so but at the same time it's inspiring like seeing people push back against that um yes. and try to you know get closer toward you know like authenticity and actually connecting with each other and loving each other again i don't know if you guys saw that study that came out um a few days ago said like i saw the headline at first is epoch news and i was i it was saying um real news yeah exactly chinese are producing real news in america isn't that hilarious well a taiwanese but is that's a a taiwanese company well yeah so what was was the article back the back the back story real quick is epoch times and ntd are divisions of of uh the fallen gong religion so which are taiwanese which is an oppositional religion that the chinese government despises and potentially has taken members of the fallen gong and sold killed them and sold their organs for the open market so please go back but i'm just saying that's the back end of epoch so are you saying that that they have that epoch news is owned by people in taiwan or people in china people in taiwan um, people in taiwan in, in opposition with the ccp very much so Okay. Well, all right. And I mean, the falling gong, which is a religion. Yeah, there's so I'll just get to the, the study I'm referencing. So um, I don't know where the article is, but it basically had said uh, the headline was COVID uh, people who contracted COVID being um, associated with like a study show that it, it associates with um, like a decline in um cognitive ability or mental health like it was saying that oh it it basically for lack of a better word it fucks people's mental health up so i clicked on it because i'm like okay well what is this study are we talking about should you have written lockdowns and covid policies like wreck people's shit because that's you know kind of a no-brainer but i was looking at the study it was actually really interesting like what they measured in they they focused mostly on young people and like you know millennials like people like our age and slightly younger um but they showed like levels of openness like whether it's to leaving your house or having a new experience or meeting new people agreeableness uh trust um and neuroticism and basically everything just got completely wrecked and neuroticism just went like through the fucking roof in comparison to like a pre 2020 study but like not that far back and it's you know anybody with who leaves the house can kind of confirm that like we see that it, it is everywhere um and uh, do you guys remember the, this is all going to connect it's just like a weird little thing that i noticed last night but do you guys remember before TikTok was TikTok, and there were those things called vines and you could watch them like on youtube or uh, wherever you, you remember old twitter <laughs> huh vine was the best i totally remember vine i was a vine yeah guy. 
Yeah. Oh, I'm, I bet you fucking were. Yeah, I bet you were. So, so yeah. So vines are hilarious, and I was always like, man, why did they go away? Oh, because it was to make room for TikTok. But um, so somebody probably probably whoever owns TikTok, which no, you know, it, it was be- Twitter being stupid. What do you mean Twitter? Oh, Vine was bought by Twitter, and then Twitter slowly nuked it into yep. into literally like. Oblivion. That's who nuked it because yep. I was thinking That's maybe why the, they the were asking Elon, TikTok. can you bring back TikTok at least a database? Yeah. People are like, hey, we'd like to access it again. It wasn't that much data. It was really low compression compared to. Oh that. my god! I had no idea that it was Twitter because I was I was wondering about that. Came from TikTok, a lot of influence came from TikTok. Do you guys remember Jerome? I think Wait, what are you saying? A lot of what came from? A lot of influencers came from TikTok. I mean, from Vine. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. That's what I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I was watching old vines last. Like, I just for some reason in my head like remembered Does something. It still exist? Yeah, yeah. Actually, you There's can videos on, on YouTube. On YouTube. YouTube. Vine yeah. itself was nuked by Twitter. Yeah, so I was wondering like who nuked it, but I, I assumed maybe to make room for TikTok. I didn't know it was Twitter. But anyway, no, back well, to the back to the point I'm making. So, yeah, yeah. so the point I'm making is this: um, I was watching vines from seven, eight, nine years ago, or whatever, and they might have even been older than that. That was just when they were uploaded to YouTube. And I was like, I was watching that and then comparatively observing what TikTok looks like today. And I'm like, holy shit, there is such a notable difference between the content that we as a society were making, like pre, you know, the 2020 scandemic fuckery. And now versus before, you know, before all that shit. And I'm like, man, like people just genuinely do seem happier or willing to laugh at more diverse things or like it's just it's just different. But I'm like, these people just through and through seem different than even even if it's funny content on TikTok today, like because it's not all bad on TikTok, like some Mm -hmm. of it seems like the finest display of mental illness I've ever seen in my fucking life. I'll be, I'll be honest. It's I've been genuinely disturbed on that app, but there's also like, it depends on your algorithm. Like you can also find really like cool videos or like, you know, the, the accounts you guys have been talking about. The algorithm and TikTok promotes more good stuff than, than most of the other platforms. It doesn't promote hate. Like, so I remember one person saying, on TikTok, I get love and I get support. On Instagram, I get fucking hate. Oh, I, for me, it's the opposite, one hundred percent. Way so the exactly. opposite. It's, it's a bizarre I get, situation. So I think I think it might be algorithm specific. I mean, I'm new to TikTok. Like I was so anti TikTok until somebody was based. Somebody out here in Nashville was basically like, "With your music, like you have to fucking be on TikTok." Like it's the this, only way a lot of artists get through it. Yeah. So I'm just like, all right, fine, whatever. You know, I have a variety of content that I create anyway. And for some of my content, TikTok actually is a good home for it. But because the algorithm is more random and also mine's new, you know, it's so it hasn't really figured me quite out yet either. Um, But I will get the weirdest fucking the weirdest incel troll like trolls harassing me and saying like the most disgusting shit just out of absolutely nowhere that does not happen on Instagram. So my so my first 10,000 followers on TikTok I had a lot of that exactly what you're talking about a lot of trolls a lot of people that were just giving me flack I even had a few people message and threaten to kill me mm-hmm. a couple of people told a couple of people messaged me and told me that I needed to 
shut the fuck up because I was the wrong color to be talking about that subject. And I was just like, what the fuck? So like <clears throat> I was, I was a little testy at first, but as I grew larger, I started getting a lot more of what you're talking about there, Luis. And I had, I, I guess you could call it a cult following, but a, a regular group of people, actual people that commented regular and we talked back and forth on a regular basis. And I, I, I'm actually really bad about pulling guests from TikTok because I find so many just amazing, fascinating people on there. Like it, it, and it did take some time. Like there, I had to get through a lot of nonsense. And again, with the algorithm, like you're talking about, that took me a long time to get to an algorithm. Luis is always pointing out that you can you can change your algorithm. And I was like, yeah, of course, obviously. Well, I wanted me and Bandit had to, we were trying to find the oh, fucking God. weirdest. We were, over the edge. we were pushing it over the edge because we wanted to find the weirdest, darkest, oddest corners of TikTok. We should have covered that woman that and, found, that and like found, Bandit on, found that woman. On accident, we found this lady that was like in a in the process of a complete mental breakdown, like like not trying to publishing every every part of it, every part of her life, every moment, every second. Like she'd post a video and then immediately post a video and then immediately post a video, and a lot of them were very, uh, you know, not able to understand. And then some of them I mean, you were she literally just, just said incoherent stuff. And, and then and then sometimes you'd be listening to her and children and her and the yeah. being bad. Lots of paranoid schizophrenia. I mean, it looks like paranoid schizophrenia. But I found this thing and I kept trying to send it to Luis, but I kept just I ended up not sending it to him. And now I definitely can't find it again because I'm having to start over. But I ended up in this weird area of TikTok where I was inside of Asian street marts. Yeah, you never sent me that. That sounded so interesting. Where people were, where they were doing like as, the Asmar, AS, whatever, however you say ASMR, it. ASMR, yeah. Yeah, they were doing that, but they were like making candy and buying candy and eating sweet treats and everything was in it's Asian. Like a mukbang mixed with ASMR. That's yeah. what it was. It was yeah. mukbang ASMR. Yeah, and, and it, but well, it was okay. So everything looks like it's in an Asian mart. Everything's labeled in Asian. Nobody speaks English in any of the videos. They even pay in Asian dollars. But because of a feature that I had on my TikTok, because I was a little, I was in a beta thing at the time, I guess, it told me that these were being posted from New York City. That's why like, I wanted to see. Like, it's obviously it wasn't from New York if you were seeing uh, all like Asian currencies. Right, right. And that's why I was like, What's nobody's going on here? here in Remenby? Like nobody yeah. in New York is randomly. That would be. I mean, the mafias might, but that would be even weirder if you were seeing like mafia activity inside of a TikTok. I mean, I did totally come across a lot of times where where I was coming into this Colombian area where there was a lot of interesting flour all over a tarp on the ground that they were that they were making flour. Sorry. Listen, TikTok's a wild place. Like when I first got there a few years back before it started getting bought by Walmart, uh there was it was like the last wild west frame of the internet to me because there were people out there just slinging information and telling I mean, the truth. Still is. It still is. It still is. But it gets nuked a lot more. And me and Bandit like to point this out a lot about it, take the time to get lost in the TikTok live section. Yeah, create a new account though. 
like no 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 no. i'm just saying like looking around in it you know what i'm saying like because there are so many weird things that you will definitely run across in the live section like i've i've seen some things that i don't even want to talk about and i've also seen some oh, i know i'm like really... oh, i don't know if i want to see some of the things right. because, yeah i've seen some really disturbing shit on there i'm just yeah. like yeah, but that's also do. the case with like any social media platform because because it's just a reflection of the collective so True. it but, but so when your like, algorithm isn't mad dialed in like how mine is with instagram like at least on my music page it is because the other page is newer um you know i'm gonna see the same shit so like instagram is kind of boring to me at the moment but i also don't really have time oh, to be so on it try to try to uninterest things that you don't like that's a way to retrain the program is yeah on tiktok you can but i don't think you can do that on instagram, you can do it on instagram. yes on the top right uh the the little dot you're not interested interesting it's just different but you can mark not interested and this is a way to this is for everybody train your algorithm if you train it right, you will at least get somewhat um, content that is relevant to you, um, but also potentially educational for you. And I hope people are learning, not just blindly entertaining themselves into oblivion. Well, that's what a lot of it is. That's I mean, that's what I do. I do like YouTube and some of it. Otherwise, I go to BitChute or Rumble or whatever. Um, and also uh, TikTok does have some does have actual some actual educational or like yes. you know good things that you can learn yes. type content um instagram not as much um at least not what i have seen because a lot of those and accounts twitter even less we get oh god twitter's a fucking I mean, twitter you gotta just i am I, i'll be honest stuff on twitter. i am such a fucking troll on twitter like it's it's like i i give zero fucks i don't care if the account gets nuked i put no effort into it but it, whenever i go on i just like just I just start shit and then I just log off and I'm have like, you, and I forget to Mike, check it. Have you ever heard of Michael Malice? Like, oh yeah, like, I know who Michael Malice is. Really trolls. That account is just a giant troll account, the Twitter account, and he yeah. fools people. He fools a lot of people into believing that he's actually trying to say that statement, and everybody's like, he's making fun of you, dumbass. Because <laughs> Michael Malice will come in, make fun of your stupidity, and then walk out. <laughs> He's hilarious. Yeah, that's that is essentially basically what I will do is I'll, I'll walk into a conversation and just like light the fucking thing up and then just boom and I just never check it again. And then I'm like, and every time it's I like do mention, it, mention, like, mention, 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 mention. I don't want to read this. Nonsense. I'm like, I don't yep. give a fuck. Like, I don't know who any of you people are, but yep. it's just funny to me because people get so upset. But every time I'm about to post it, it like the the notice still comes up and it says most most Twitter users don't like these types of tweets. Are you sure you want to send this tweet? And I'm like, post. And it does Run that it. every fucking time. But it hasn't kicked me off yet. But I also don't use again, I'm not super active on Twitter. Um, so I don't know the different social media platforms. They are different. But I ultimately, it's still a reflection of like where we're at, which is, again, why I was bringing up the contrast between old vines and what TikTok is like now or just content creation in general. And you can just tell like people just seem lighter or like more free or just less like so fucking charged and tense all the time or, you know, less things seemed like they were off limits. People seemed happier. It's like, you could literally tell just from those videos. Oh, absolutely. It was really weird. Oh, you know, and like I've, I've 
I preach this a lot about so social media in general being a double-edged sword. Like it is. Like you know, there's there is tons of bad, and there is tons of government-funded propaganda that's a hundred percent a fact. Yeah. And and but there are people like yourself and myself and Luis and all the other fantabulous people I've found, especially in the past couple of years that are starting to get it. You know, I've been on, I've been on this crusade since it was still the nineties and not the two thousands. And back then it was, you're just a crazy person and you're nuts. And then slowly, but surely there are more people I can sit here and have conversations with. Cause they're like, Hey, something's up. And, mm-hmm. and, it's part of part of me some days is drained and i'm just like oh i don't feel like explaining this again and then there's other days that i'm just like no bro let's go let's talk about it like i'll tell you that there's a whole bunch of crap you won't even believe you know like there's good uh, one of my best examples is there's a guy i actually personally know and i hope you're listening to him because i'm gonna message or mention you but uh he was a left-leaning libertarian and Luis, I seen that look and, and like I used to, me and him used to actually have decent debates back and forth. We worked together many, many, many years ago in the same building, just, you know, just in passing and stuff. But, uh, we were, we've been Facebook friends for fucking forever. You know what I'm saying? It's just kind of how it rolls. You work with somebody for a couple of years and they just end up being on your Facebook list for that long. And, but Tim, we would have these conversations and I finally had, I finally got through to his head. I don't know what it was, but like, uh, you know, he used to be the kind of guy that was like, well, are you, you know, if you're really worried about the government, you know, how do you, how do you sleep at night and not worry about them busting in the door? And now he's like, fuck that bro. My rumba with the, with the C4 strap to it and my Tannerite filled dog in the kitchen are going to handle the problem. Come on, bring it, you know? And it's just like, <laughs> It's just like, yeah, man, you know, and it's great to see people evolving and realizing that the state is the problem. And I, I, I like to point this out that the true mind, the true majority in this country, the 80 percent of this country that does not vote, the 80 percent of this country that doesn't take part in a lot of this stuff are the people who are going to be moving the country forward, not the other 20 percent that's fighting amongst themselves and crying about different neocons every four years that are all literally related to each other mm-hmm. so like I'll, I'll be glad to watch the current system continue to folly and that's where i say like the internet being a double-edged sword because look how they can't hide it look how look how covid's been falling apart look how ukraine fell apart what happened to monkeypox you know like there's so many things that they try to push now that it's just the internet moves it so fast. We're over in a week, man. We don't want to hear about it anymore. Yeah, no, that is true. I'm laughing at you. If I still see you in a mask, like what the hell? Yeah, that weird, that shit weirds me out. Cause I, I mean, I'm from the West coast. Like I grew up born and raised West coast and I just moved out to Tennessee, like within the last year. And I was definitely looking forward to being in a place with no, like, like I, I assumed I do see much less of it, but it is very weird. Like I saw some, I saw people wearing them today and I'm just like, I seen, why? But I, I seen a, I seen a guy in his car today all by himself with one on his face. And yeah. It's so fucking weird. If, if you're sick, 
like really sick and you don't want to spread it to others i completely understand that. sure so, yeah that, that wasn't that that wasn't their case at this but if you're but if you're but if you're by yourself in your car driving around with a mask on i'm going to point car. i'm it's going to point and laugh at you like <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> Yeah, it I know is, it's that mean, is a bizarre but... thing. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it. Have you guys noticed the? Do you guys want in New York? I would assume yes. Um, I'm not sure about you where you're at in Georgia, but have you guys noticed those the blue lights that are now installed like on the main roads at night? Wait, what? <sighs> the so blue... the uh, like the like the blue street lamp lights. Or the, yeah, like the ones that are allegedly being used for facial recognition. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I've seen. I know what you're talking about. They they have those, and we've also had. I don't know. Really if have this no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, uh, so I didn't know, and like until somebody, it was actually on TikTok. Someone pointed it out. They were filming it. They're like, "What the fuck?" And then I had to go out, and I, I was driving that night. And uh, I was doing a lot of driving that night, actually. And I literally started seeing them immediately. And I was like, how the fuck have I not noticed this? They're everywhere. Could you, could you show us? Like, could you send me I, I, no, I, I've never heard of this. I mean, I'll tell you the weirdest thing that you'll find in New York is the radiation detectors. So they look very weird. They're on every bridge and every connection to Manhattan. There is radiation detectors. The MTA spent a hundred million dollars, and then they didn't tell the public what the fuck they spent the money on. And people, experts in the field, were like, "Those are radiation detectors. That's what's inside of that cage." So that's to detect if any fecal material is entering the 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 city through the bridges. That is very interesting. I remember when they put out that article. Um, I think it was over the summer, which was just to like you know jack people up. But they were like a. What the hell did they say? You're there. They they said they were like closing down the subways to like run tests for like some nuclear whatever whatever the fuck. Do you remember so, that? The what did come out was a video, like a PSA from state of New York stating that it basically if we get attacked by a nuclear weapon, what to do, which is basically kiss your ass goodbye. I don't know why they published it, but what really people people made fun of the video was they show this woman in what looks like a $10,000 a month apartment. So it was really funny that they were just talking in this apartment that nobody lives in. <laughs> so it was really funny that people's feedback was like, that's not a realistic New York City apartment. What are you talking about? Wait for the government to respond. Wait for the government to tell you what to do. And I'm like, what? Okay, great. Well, if everything goes to shit, you hear the ham radio operators and you listen to those people. Ham radio individuals are the, the like the network that saved people when Katrina happened. Oh yeah, I know it does. Yeah, how ham radio operators were working in direct conjunction with the U.S. FEMA in order to assist and find people and so on. So I happened across a map, and I can't really get it zoomed in right now. I'm just going to show you kind of the small one, and I will I will send and share the link. But hey, this control plus try that. Control but plus this control. is uh let me try that real quick. But this is apparently a map of places that facial recognition technology is being used. Because San Francisco did ban this for the government, actually. By, they banned by, it, but by state, local police, airport. 
the government of San Francisco banned facial recognition to be used by the state of. Uh, there are places that it is banned, but there are more places that it's in use. Wow, so look at how how much more it's on the eastern part of the country. That's weird. Well, its population is much higher in the east coast. I was also, you know, you you're talking about those cameras, and yes, I've seen those. There's also these other interesting things that have been popping up all over the place, and I was noticing them. And uh, I drive a I drive a box truck, and on my box truck is a camera that is always on because you don't have a rear view mirror or whatever. So. In the mornings, it would freak me out because all of a sudden there was a flashing light in my camera. And I was like, what the fuck is that? So I started investigating and I found that it was these black posts with, with little uh, solar things and little tiny cameras on them. And they are tag readers so that they can read your license plate and keep up with the direction that the criminal is going according to what they're saying and it takes they're all over the city they're and they're over, here they're all over the place they're, they're starting they're starting to pop up out here in the sticks in the middle of nowhere they don't need to use that shit anymore all they're doing is actually reading your license plate yeah now they don't need that they yeah. don't need that in any way so in new york and in florida and many parts of the u.s eventually all the cars you don't need the tracker because they're just literally reading your license plate yeah. then they'll send you a ticket in the mail i mean yeah. if you don't pay for if you don't actively have an account they'll just send you a ticket in the mail there's uh, uh see this same town that we were talking about a little while ago they decided that they didn't want to use police to work the school zones anymore. So they put up traffic cameras. And the problem is, is that they're not, they're not only working when they're supposed to, they're only supposed to work when the lights are flashing and the school time zone, you know, when it's time that it's a school zone, they are taking pictures of people any time of the day, day or night, any time that it's going on, even if school's off and the city's getting away with forcing people to pay their tickets, even if they are not in school zone time, because one, people don't have time to go to court. And two, if they don't, you know, they can show up to your house with a SWAT team and kill you and your dog for missing a court date. So, you know, it's interesting to see how this is going to play out because this is another thing that Grip Lady's been covering. Because actually, for the first six months those cameras were there, the city could not get their uh, F FCC okay or whatever to actually have these cameras working to do what they wanted them to do. I guess, I guess the FCC has to approve it. I know in New yeah. York we have a ridiculous amount but, of scams. But but my thing is is honest to God, honest to God. Okay, in this little small town, you, you you have to remove your cop from the elementary school and with a camera, like that the cop that was out there directing traffic that did actually make everybody slow down. He he couldn't spare those thirty minutes a day to go and direct traffic for anymore. They had to they they had to they had to replace it with with six million dollar camera systems. Bribery, simple. Like simple. Bribery. They just bribed the politician to get the contract. There it is. It's not, there's not rocket science. I mean, I mean, sometimes. <laughs> you just look up who, who approved it, and then that's how you're going to go and just but the, out and say you bribed the, the facial recognition stuff, and then the, the tag chase stuff, 
And then the guy that I had on last night was also talking about uh, he was talking about he was talking about uh, like some some bank thing or whatever. The I, I know I know about the six hundred dollar report thing or whatever. Like I'm not even trying to get into that. That's a whole other conversation. But like he was talking about some some bank thing that was basically like some early step. But I, I'll have to go back and review it. Um, I apologize for not remembering. But some bank thing being like some early steps and all more so into that uh social credit score idea thing like oh yeah yeah. that's a a a real hot topic for me personally uh, in regards to social credit scores and the digital id and what's going on with the central bank digital currency we're literally the new york fed right now in real fucking time is running the cbdc yeah they're running the cbdc pilot program right now they're like partnering with fucking singapore that started by so it started in the trump administration and do you remember when they were saying potentially if you're watching how the post office was going to get a fuck ton of money yep and they were like why the fuck is the post office getting 80 billion or 25 like what the fuck yeah it was to convert the post offices into extensions of the central bank digital currency that is ran by the federal reserve that's what the money was for. They going to convert the post offices into extensions of the Federal Reserve banking system. Like likely we'll make it so every citizen has a wallet and they will give money to every citizen to spend it in order to incentivize people. This is part of modern monetary theory and we can go into like that psychotic uh, rabbit hole because it is a, 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 a actual economic theory. Look in you can look MMT, modern monetary theory. It's a mess. I was, yeah, I mentioned this a lot many times before, but it's Fed now. And I tell people, it's like, you think crazy shit is happening now? Wait until Fed now comes in. Because Fed now is exactly what uh, China is doing with their version of their own currencies. Yeah, they're starting just interbanking. But yeah, there, well, there's a lot of countries that, that have already launched their Turkey's own Turkey is going to convert to digital in next year. Yeah, well, I looked at the map of like all of the countries where they're set. For some reason, we're kind of lagging, but the U.S. was like 2024, 2025. I don't know when it's going to happen. I think it'll happen. Jeff Bezos is bidding to be the back end of the euro's central bank digital currency. So he wants Amazon to manage the back end. So he's been by like, what is Jeff Bezos doing? I don't I mean of the European Union's economic system yeah it's it's fucked up but I mean they they passed a bunch of crypto regs real quietly in July the European Union did um so they're like more you know in line I guess than even the U.S. alleged but we are still running a pilot program with the New York Fed like right now FTX was pushing a lot of uh, uh a lot of policies and they were like yo FTX was literally bribing the policymakers like there's a lot of things on ftx i mean SP, like yeah well same. they they became a world economic forum partner right after the fucking crash like and, I, and no 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 the best part is the world economic forum deleted it <laughs> wait they deleted it <laughs> they deleted their association that that's how oh my god whatever well they're still partnered with fucking ripple which i definitely took notice of so sam sam beckman freed I remember I knew about him several years ago because he, he because of his arbitrage uh, trickery with Bitcoin. And that's how he made a lot of his money. The thing is, he's just acting like a politician now. I'm an idiot. I don't know what I did. Mm-hmm. So people don't know FDX did not have an accountant. A company with managing $40 billion did not have an accountant. 
sure, buddy. None of this is shit's real. It's Mm-mm. all funny, daddy money, but you know. Oh, absolutely. Oh, I don't put stop. I don't put stop losses in my investments. That's that's for stupid people," said the girlfriend of this. Yeah, person. I remember seeing that. I'm just like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, but like, is it? Wait, most people. It, some people said. Dad? Some people said it was because if your investment was that off, you were putting a stop loss. You were making a bad investment in the first place. That was kind of the counter argument, but at the same time, yeah, no, you put stop. Yeah, no, fuck that. <laughs> this is fucking bullshit. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I, it's just weird watching this. Like, control, she lost ten billion dollars before she said that. She what? The, she had lost already ten billion dollars before she said that stupid comment. Ten billion, she had already lost. She That's lost ten billion. Yes. And stupid ideas. Yes. That woman that says that stupid comment. Yeah. Yeah. That already lost $10 billion. And then Bankman Freed was bailing her out. That's how this got to the shit storm it became because he tried to bank, like, and then she fucked it up again. And that's how it all went to crashing down. The scam mm-hmm. went crashing down because they a, a few kids were having too many orgies and taking yeah, too, many stuff, too many amphetamines they were all on amphetamines and like stimulants yeah well I don't, I don't doubt that at all but it's also very perfect to have you know like somewhat of a demolition of these because it's going to make people start screaming for regulations which ultimately is you know what would be required um so it was ran like a bank it was, huh? ran, like a, it was ran like a bank that's what part of it, the whole thing the ponzi scheme was ran like a bank well, yeah, I mean, like banks are, are even our, our own monetary system is a fucking joke. It's I mean, it's it's uh, I'm just a fr- I, I have I have concerns about where it's heading, though, like when I'm seeing I mean, I don't I don't keep any of my the Amero. On. It's heading to the Amero. The Amero use. Is this what you think that's what they're going to call it? No, the Amero is going to be the unification of the of the North American Union. Canada, Mexico and the United States will become one country, one new constitution. The Amero. Look it up. It's from 2005. Really? Bush pushed that agenda forward and it was stopped. But recently they've been having talks and Mike Gates has a comment out there you can find where he calls the Amero like a terrible idea. So if Matt Gates is screaming, this is a fucked up idea. Let's not do it. Means there's an active push because Mexico likes it. Mexico likes the idea of the Amero. The unification of the United States, Canada, in, into becoming one country. Three countries, one country. 500 million people. New economic block. Mm. Considering China's population will go down to 600 million in 20 years, that means the United States will be the number one economic block. Can maintaining <laughs> American dominance. Okay, I'm going to have to look into really that It's all really long-term well. strategies being simplified to an extreme degree. I'm trying to look at some of this. I have so many like random. Um, God, yeah. This so what? So since you know quite a bit about this stuff, um, and, and it seems like you're pretty literate with it, because I think I asked him about it too. Um, <laughs> what? What? What are? What's your thoughts around Ripple and like XRP and all that shit? Like, just well, like the, first the of all, it's considered that. a security and it's untradeable. And I remember literally seeing an ad for Ripple in the subway in New York, and you can't buy Ripple in New York. So that ad is not for people that live here. And I found that hilarious. Uh, let me see if I can even find the picture because I I found that ad. I was like, really. 
Ripple is a protocol and and like the tokens never going to be fucking used. Okay, here it is. Crypto but means business. Let me see it. Yeah, Ripple. See? That's an ad in the subway that I saw November 20th, 2022. This is I think when XRP like when FTX started to collapse. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, because um there what is it the Marshall Islands that's using XRP or is it I got got to check that again. I the thing Ripple is, like, Ripple partnered with the World Economic Forum a few months ago. Um Ripple which, is a it's a whole scam for 5 seconds the founder was the richest man on the planet. Remember that? Well, they've got people from um, the Fed going over in. I mean, they're in the, this like SEC fucking. Oh, no, those people are connected. Ripple. Gridlock. Yeah, but they, they've got people from the Ripple Fed going over connected. there to work for them and shit. So I don't know. It just it seems like that, that that's going to go somewhere, but it's hard to predict. Exactly but not the what. token. Like, people are like thinking the token. No, the technology. The, the No, well, I don't think the token. I mean, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't fuck with that, but I was just more Do not by Ripple. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Do not buy XRP. So first of all, you can't buy XRP if you're. You made mention twice earlier. Uh, yeah, I have XRP. I definitely buy. I'm it. just saying, as an, I'm not. We're, I'm saying I'm not suggesting you should randomly go buy it. But making assess, making economic assessments on my, it's weird law. I don't know. I, uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I'm also advice. not a financial advisor, but yeah, yeah we're not clearly... financial advisors. Anything we say in can are just opinions. Yeah. Yeah. Don't. Uh, yeah. But if you would <laughs> don't like, listen to us, <laughs> hey, if you would like to talk to one, my buddy Kirk Elliott, you can find his link over there on my website, unconstitutionalawakening.com. He's actually is a financial advisor and he's not like your current Wall Street ones or whatever. He actually has a fiduciary obligation. He's fiduciary financial investor. So those legally, if they lie to you, they're fucked. Yes. And he really, yes. Mm -hmm. And he is fiduciary financial advisor. He's very, he's very upfront with you. And he does, he does do a lot of investing more so in physical things like gold and silver. But I mean, he's, he, he is good and knows his stuff. Like he even hosts his own show and stuff like that. I've had him on the show over here. I've got uh he's he's technically a show sponsor. He's 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 a really good guy and he's out here trying to help people invest their money in things that he knows are going to be able to, you know, invest your money in instead of making mistakes and going and buying a bunch of Ripple because the weird guy on the internet told you to or something. Like, don't, you know, I agree with Luis. Leave Ripple alone. Like that's that's a whole thing. Cryptocurrencies in are an interesting space, and but are, you know, like it's a dangerous I, environment. Tess, I, was I didn't even know that Ripple that. had a token. I mean, I, I knew that Ripple was XRP. a blockchain. Yeah, oh, 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 I thought you were referring to like it's like it's like a Ripple token. I was like, what the fuck is he talking Ripple about? Tokens are XRP. XRP okay, Ripple I thought token. that you were saying like it was something else. Yeah, no, I definitely, oh, okay. I definitely do. So like, I come from a, I guess a different. I have bought Ripple in the past. I'm just a saying, different like, line of thinking around it, but also it's again, it's like I, we don't know what the fuck's gonna happen with it. We're just watching different, like it, like different countries or different whatever. Like we're just watching all this weird shit kind of come together. So there's the, the world economy is so twisted right now that it, it really financial experts are like. So there was one comment, one wrote that like this is broken, this is broken, this is broken. Nobody knows what the fuck is actually going on. 
Yeah, like, I the mean, Federal Reserve has no clue what's happening. Like they have no clue, even though oh, I fucking don't buy that, dude. I think that they that this is I mean, well, I, I what Jerome Powell is saying is sounds like what? Like the what? Like what? That's what I mean. Like Jerome Powell is playing this weird game and it really is hurting a lot of people because like that's why Elon even mentioned stop fucking raising interest rates. You're about to push the entire economy over a cliff 10 times faster. Mm-hmm. Like, like already the housing prices are imploding. The thing about it is if it implodes too much, a lot of other things happen. And there's a lot of other things that people don't understand because they're not in finance that implodes. And then, I mean, I'm all for it. Canceling student debt, canceling all medical debt, do those two things and the economy won't implode. I mean, they need to cancel student loan debt. That's going to be canceled. It, it's not a matter of when. I mean, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. Because, you know, when they stopped the interest rates payments, like the, the payments on the student loans, the interest has occurred. So in that time that they gave it away, that they stopped making you pay it has occurred years of interest. Mine has frozen like they they put a stop on it. So it's my like oh, I stopped I, paying, I I stopped paying my my fat, my private student loan this month. I'm not. And, and I read on other forums that people stopped paying it in the time of the pandemic and nothing's happened. I had a friend. I haven't paid it. No, I hundred and fifty thousand. It disappeared. There's no record of it in her credit score. I'm like, well, blessing on you. That's it's wild. It's great. <laughs> That's a really awesome glitch to have. Um, yeah, that's super fucking weird. I mean, I had I paid off my student loan. The original amount was sixty three thousand seven hundred. I mm-hmm. paid that off last year. I've literally just been paying nothing at this point, and I'm like, Navian, go fuck yourself. I already paid you. Mm-hmm. I paid you way more. I paid you the servicing fees. They spent seventy eight thousand dollars, and for me to finish my and they raised my interest rates to fourteen percent. Yeah, I'm not sure how that's happening then because I mean I have less than 10k, but I, I keep getting emails about it being like it you're you're not building any interest, it's a freeze, you still don't have to pay it back yet, blah blah blah. And I'm like, okay, just ignore it. Eventually, yeah. At this point, like student again, student loan debt should have never existed in the first place in the United States. Neither should medical debt. All medical debt should be completely abolished. Listen, I mean, other other if anybody other, pays is the pharmaceutical industry that pays. See, see, like. They got one point seven this trillion is, a problem. This is this is me and my my silent way of bucking the system. I have never partaken in the scam of medical insurance, and I had emergency plastic surgery to put my face back together when a dog ripped it in half, and I I never paid for it. It's not on my. I mean, Fifty ever. Cent never paid for when he got shot nine times. You know yeah. that. Do you know, know what I'm saying? That's, after him, years that's what later, I'm saying. They're like, "Oh, that's you." So yeah. they went after him. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it 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 was on my credit for some time, but after the after going through the statute of limitations, I guess or whatever, it's it's not there anymore. You know, and I yeah, mean, it'll it'll drop off. And, and there's been a couple things like that. Like I've I'm, I've never been a like a doctor going kind of person, but I've made trips to the emergency room for numerous things because i'm 
I'm, I'm kind of a kind of accident prone sometime, or I'm dumb in some of the things that I've partaken in or hell one time my eardrum exploded at work. And like, that was terrible. And all these times I ended up at the emergency room and I, they fixed me and I went on about myself and I, 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 I totally try to tell people, man, like medical debt's a scam. Like, Insurance is a scam. Like you, there's a there's different price systems. If you go in there Dude, with cash compared just, to the price system, in New system. York, there was a price difference for a surgery that went from from six thousand dollars to sixty thousand dollars for the exact same procedure that you can go on the other side of the planet. There was a there was a fucked up vi- that fucked up video part of the video was you can go to Spain, take a vacation, get surgery, come back, and it's still cheaper than getting a surgery in New York. Yep, with a vacation included. Yep. And, and how the insurance, you know, like the, it, the, the price does change like that. Like you can go from something that costs, like you just said, from $6,000, if you were to pay for it in cash to $60,000 because the insurance company is paying for it. There's procedures here that'll cost you $4,000. You go to Mexico, it's 300 bucks. Yeah. It's the exact same procedure, modern hospital, everything good. Everything's good. Like really the same freaking quality of care or higher in a in Mexican hospital. Yeah. Or Israel. Israel is known to be b- really big with medical tourism. Mm-hmm. A lot of people fly to Israel just to get uh, medical services. Yeah. Hmm. A lot of medical students actually go to Israel to do their residency because of Israel is a pioneer in medicine. Interesting. In fields. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I'd like to dig a little bit more into that. I wonder kind of interesting things are happening in Israel. Yeah. Israel is a very innovative country that has a vast cultural diversity. People are like, Israel, they're racist. I'm like, go to Israel for five seconds and realize how virtual, like, they're the they're more diverse than most of the planet. I mean, sure, other than constantly attacking a country that yes, was there first. That's a cop. Yes, that's a whole thing. And there's a lot of story behind it, so that's all I gotta say. There's a lot of history behind that. Oh, that could be an episode in itself, sir. There's some interesting yeah, history there that I just that I could probably. Like, I need to be really educated on it before I comment because I know a lot of friends that are in that space and like know about that stuff. And there's, there's some, a lot of nuance to the history of it. There's some oh, interesting, interesting points. There's some it. interesting points there of how uh, a, a certain funny mustache man actually had part in where it ended up and not just because of what he was doing but because of what he did before he did all that stuff <laughs> i'm just saying like i it's 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 wild but you know guys this has been kind of a long episode but i think i've had a blast tonight tess you have been an absolute joy to have on and i hope you've enjoyed yourself here tonight i apologize if we've been too aggressive on you we we go all over the place and never know where the story goes at night that's why i told you beforehand i don't really want a subject because you never know where it's gonna the conversation may end up you know what i'm saying because there's just so much in the world today so i do I do appreciate you coming on here this evening and, and hanging out with us. And before we do wrap up, I'd like to make sure, is there anything else you'd like to throw out there before we get out tonight? I'll let you make your plugs of your show again. Uh, yeah, sure. So, well, first off, thank you for having me on. And uh, no, you're definitely absolutely not too aggressive. Um, I am a 
usually actually much more of a talker, but I'm just exhausted from uh, work right now. So hey, I, I feel you. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but yeah, um, thank you guys both very, very much. Um, as far as anybody else, um, if you would like to link with me on any kind of socials or listen to my music, you can find me at Testamona. That is T-E-S-S-T-A-M-O-N-A. And then if you're on Instagram, I have a secondary backup account that is also for my podcast. That is at The Great Silencing. If you are on Telegram and want to be in my Telegram chat, go to The Great Silencing Uncensored on Telegram. And if you want to hear the podcast, go to any podcast streaming platform. And I'm also now on Rumble. And that is called The Great Silencing with Testimona. If you want to find all this shit in one place testimony.com make it a little easier for you oh and, and you know we're good about sharing the links with everybody we'll make sure we've got all the links to get back to you because you know to me that's what it's about you know it's connecting more people with more like-minded people and hopefully we can get enough of us to think on the same wavelength and actually like completely change reality because that's another one of the wild things that i believe because I do too. That's because you know we live in a fear-based reality now. Why not make it a joy-based well, reality? Well, yeah, that is one of my my as- my goals on this planet is to try to like cultivate the space where more authenticity and the thawing out of such such frozen emotions and hearts that I feel like I see all over the place and even sometimes in my own self. But I would like to see more love and connection and genuine relationships for all of humanity. So. Like I I'm, I'm with you there. It does sound like a, a massively, like, how do you accomplish that? But I think that we do it by, you know, even by having conversations like this, honestly, I mean, it's, you start small. Thought provoking conversations in real time. I found it to be the best way to do this. And I think that there's a niche to it and people, everybody that comes on here says they enjoy it. And everybody that actually checks out the show and, communicates with me says they enjoy it so i want to keep doing it because i think that we're we're doing something important here and you know even even if at the end of the day it doesn't go much further than the than the small family that i've made doing this at least it's here for my kids to check out when they get all grown up and you know maybe it'll educate them on some good stuff too because we try to cover it all you never know where the episode's going to go that's for sure and that's what i love about this so and we have such a such a variety you know i picked up luis on the way he wasn't an original but he is now like he's he's part of the family just like the rest of the crew that we've i've built together with this this is just a weird pirate ship venturing around and learning new stuff every night so luis you got anything good for me before we sign out just look up the gateway, the CIA gateway process, and know the possibility that under have it, including the deleted pages on a Google Drive on our website. Oh, you do? I do. I do. Ooh, okay. Okay. I, follow the link my, below. My flow page. Yes. I'm sorry, Luis. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. Follow the link below. Yeah. You know, I've, I've, that's one I've saved for a while because it's, to me, it's an important thing. So it all be gibberish, but hey, let's enjoy it. If it's if it's gibberish, well, you can still focus. And you know, again, Tess, I do appreciate you joining us this evening. Bandit was here, and he was having some technical difficulties, so he told me to tell everybody good night, and we'll and we'll catch up with him on the next one. And before we get out of here, you know, I've always got something good for you. So, uh, why did nobody want to play cards with the pirate? Why? Because he was standing on the deck. Good night, everyone. Oh my- <laughs>